Just a quick editor's note before episode 261 of the Get Around Podcast begins. Uh, we recorded our portion and the interview portion separately, and we recorded our portion before uh, the interviews. And at that time, we were under the impression that it would be Traverse City Central's Jackson Dobriff and Glenn Moore joining us for the interview. In fact, it was Jackson and his teammate Anderson Farmer. Just wanted to make sure that it was clear right off the top. So when you hear it differently in the show, just know that that's incorrect. Um, but other than that, please enjoy episode 261 of the Get Around Podcast. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, into episode 261 of the Get Around Podcast. We are in the middle of October and the middle of fall. It seems like we're at the peak of fall, or we're getting there. We're getting close. I noticed I noticed so on my, my drive-in from Interlochen that the colors, despite how gray and cloudy it is outside colors were on the trees were were still popping uh looks absolutely beautiful uh, oh, outside and uh maybe talk about that a little bit more in in happy endings things that make me happy same so same. uh yeah welcome into episode 261 of the get around podcast i'm your host brendan queely joining me this week james cook jordan puente we have a Supersized, king-sized show for you. I see what you did there. Uh, if you will, it is it is large. If we thought, if you thought last week's episode was long, at like an hour and I think we were close to an hour and forty minutes. On just last wait. Week's, just really? Last week's episode. Maybe maybe it was just an hour and a half. We're providing the I, I content. Think, I, I think the week before we were close to two hours. This is gonna push that for sure. <laughs> we're gonna we'll we'll push two hours on this. But th- there there's good reason. There's, there's good a reason, reason for uh, because we are. In the beginning of week nine of the prep football season, which means we are in Patriot Game Week. So so we'll be talking a lot of Patriot Game, and we also have interviews with Traverse City Central's Jackson Dobreff and Glenn Moore, as well as Traverse City West's Kyler Brunin and Parker Kirshner coming up. James and Jordan will be in on both of those. Uh, Looking forward to those conversations very, very much. Uh, We will get into our Get Around Hall of Fame, nominate three more athletes, uh, for the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Get into the Pulse. We'll talk about East Jordan versus Frankfurt, Gaylord versus Jackson Lumen Christie, uh, Little St. Francis, Little Traverse City Central, Traverse City West, obviously uh, what we've got there. And then uh, get into the playoffs a little bit, little uh, soccer district semifinals and, and pass- possible finals matchups, some golf and ta- tennis state finals coming up this Friday and Saturday. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let's uh, remind our lovely and loyal Audible viewers that this episode and every episode of the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky yeah. Yeah. All right, question of the week time, boys. Let's get it. Last week we did horror movies. Loved it. Let's keep the Halloween theme going. And the best way to do this, uh, a conversation that is always had this time of the year. It's a, it's a very basic question, but it's always a fun one to talk about because who doesn't love eating candy? We were talking about candy uh, in our pre-show fist fight here uh, on, the, uh, on the podcast before. So for you, 
what is the best and or your favorite candy? And then also, bonus question, what did you hate getting in your trick-or-treat? Either little plastic pumpkin or, as you got older, uh, a pillowcase. Pillowcase. Uh, I'll start with the one I did not like the most. Candy corn. I just have to get that out there. Yeah. I just have to. I just had to Agreed. start with that. I'm sorry if anyone listening who do love candy corn. It's more power to you, I guess. Flavored wax. I, yes. I, I I love it. Oh jeez. Yeah. I love. Hey, more power I, to you, man. Uh, I I love candy corn. Um, I I don't like the candy corn pumpkins. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, those are those, bad too. Those aren't good. I like they're way too sweet. I like yes. the I like the the candy corn. I went to and I mean I don't know if I like it now because I haven't had candy corn in a very very long time. But uh, I bet you it probably wouldn't age well. I remember no. probably not. No, probably not. No. I, I mean, well, yeah. I think there was a time when I didn't like salads, and now I love a good salad. Same, right? same. I'm a same. There was a time when I would ride my bike to Greco Nut and Candy, uh, which was the local candy store uh, in, in Tinley Park near my house, and I would get a pound of candy corn in a, in like one of those uh, they would just dump it into one of those like produce bags yeah. that you get from the uh, from the grocery uh-huh. store mm-hmm. right and I would just ride home with that I'd lie down in front of the TV and just that was the life sugar that was the life into my mouth and then terrorize my parents later on that evening because <laughs> I was so hopped up on goofballs but uh, yeah I, I know I'm one of the few I know it's a, it's a hated candy yes. so I get it yes. so I get it James anything uh, what, what did you hate getting in your your candy sack. Necco wafers. Yeah, those Ooh. suck too. Those I don't even know what those were. Horrible. Those yes. are horrible. Yes. They're so those... dry, pasty. It's not even edible. Like, yeah. It's styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. I would just I would just pitch them or give them away. Yeah. What about Laffy Taffy? I wasn't a big Laffy Taffy fan. I didn't really like Airheads not either. Not a fan, but I guess I can see why some people like some it. Some people like yeah. it too. You yeah. know, if you're a chewer, if you like to chew on yeah. stuff for a while, that's I remember good. I know for me, like every Halloween, at least from when I moved to where I'm from, Chino Hills, it's a very suburban area, and there's a lot of gated communities. So every so from ju- sixth grade on to like freshman year, me and my friends, we would take our bikes or scooters or whatever, and just try to sneak into the gated communities because there were always a security on Halloween checking people to make sure a you actually live there or b you have reservations or c you know someone in that in the gated community so they'll let you in i didn't know anyone who lived there Could my you friends having that didn't much know. money that you hate poor people so correct. much that you correct. have to keep them out so for, That's for, for me like, you, you can't even interact you're like you know what i don't even want to give i don't even want to give candy but the thing is we all knew without money we all knew that that was the place that was selling the ginormous large size candy bars so we all being smart found a, a way to get in and we hopped over a fence, threw our scooters over there, hopped over, and just walked through, getting candy and all that stuff, and guards would pass by, would casually just wave, say, hey, how's it going, be nice, be courteous, and I will leave with at least six to seven large-sized candy bars and a bag full of candy just for spending at least two hours in the gated community. I loved it. That's a, that's that's efficient. Yeah. Effective. That's that's how you that's how you do trick or treating. Thank you. That makes sense. Thank you. I hated getting the uh, the small boxes of raisins. <laughs> yes. Oh the yeah. The small boxes of like the, the, I, I don't know Land of Lakes raisins yeah. or whatever the yeah. hell it was. Just absolutely. One raisins are gross. I can't eat raisins without throwing up. Um, really? 
I can eat well, candy. No, I, fine, but uh, like, I'd rather have candy, man. So it's I, Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. So I, I have a, I don't know what the, the word is, uh, an a, a, adverse reaction to yeah. it. I, I ate a grape when I was in fifth grade, and I choked on it. And when I had to run outside and threw up. And so ever since then, I can't eat grapes. And I had, for some reason, my, my mom, she loves cinnamon raisin toast. I had a similar experience so with Jack good. Daniels in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't drink Jack anymore either. Uh, too syrupy. Um, but my uh, my mom always buys cinnamon raisin toast, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that smells really good. And so I decided to have a, a couple of a slices, and I went, oh, that was that was pretty good. And my mom goes, I can't believe you ate that. And I went, why? And she's like, well, it has raisins in it. raisins in it. And I went, well, what's wrong with that? And she's like, well, ra- raisins are dried grapes. And my mind, oh, like I had a Holy psychosomatic Moses. reaction to it. And I went and I threw up just because I had realized my body was like, you just ate grapes. So I can't eat raisins either, um, except for craisins. You guys know what craisins are? Yeah. What? Like chocolate colored raisins? No, they're no. like the ocean spray Oce- cranberry raisin hybrids. And then they have like the blueberry craisins. Blueberry craisins are delicious. I'll eat those all day. So if I got one of those in my candy sack now, I'd be happy. What about chocolate, chocolate covered, like any chocolate covered like raisins and stuff no. that they do? You can't do that either. No, I don't. I don't understand chocolate and fruit <laughs> together. Makes sense. I Makes mean, sense. Like orange. I think orange and chocolate goes pretty well. I've never done together. that together. So interesting. All right, but what? Uh, uh, enough of what we hate. <laughs> Unless you guys want to hate on some more stuff. Well, I was looking at so I, I for researching this, I looked at this oh. article. It was from Mashable, and they have like their top twenty-one most hated oh. Halloween things. And Necco Wafers number one, of course. Number two, they have is Smarties, and I'm like, you guys can rot in you know where. Yeah, I, I love to... getting Smarties as a kid. Yeah, crush so those did up. I. I used so... to love crushing those up and uh, mixing that with uh, pixie sticks, and then just. Uh, being a maniac for I love that some things straight. never change. I just like different generations come through. It's it like is crazy, we used to right? do, I, I used to do the exact same thing. So that's awesome. And then they had candy buttons, which I can understand. I love ca- a little candy on the cup. on the little pieces of paper. Yeah. Yes. I loved those. <laughs> you just picked them yeah. off and I just think, ate you know, they're oh just trying to generate God. clicks with this. Number four is candy corn. Okay. Five <laughs> is the candy oh, okay. corn mushrooms. Or the, the, the they call them sure. mellow cream pumpkins. Sorry, not mushrooms. Okay. Uh like what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are hor- horrendous. Six is Dum Dums, which is, you know, just the Is it the, the, the suckers? The chocolate. Oh, the, like, oh no, no. The regular, just regular like suckers. Pops. They're the flavored ones. I like the, uh, yeah. I love the root beer ones. Tootsie Rolls. I'm like, who doesn't like Tootsie what Rolls? What is this? What is this? this? So eight hot tamales. Okay. What? Eight, nine is Laffy Taffy, which we there discussed. You go. Okay. Ten Tw- is Twizzlers. I'm like, who doesn't Twizzlers like Twizzlers? Twizzlers are red vines. Yeah, my... <clears throat> That's my, a huge, like, conversation. My parents have... It's really cute that even now that they've been married for 45-plus years... That is awesome. Uh, they've recently bonded over their love for Twizzlers. Okay. And so it's, like, one of their treats that they allow themselves. It's so cute. That is awesome. Like, there's okay. always a package of, tw- of Twizzlers in the house. And, like, my... My mom or dad will be upstairs and getting a Twizzler and be like, "Honey, you wanna you want a Twizzler?" That was awesome. Like, oh yeah, of course. And so bring one. It's very cute. That was one of the benefits of living with my parents for a year. You got to see them um, like each other instead of fighting every Saturday morning about money. (laughs) 
Wait, so are you a twi- so I'm assuming you're a Twizzlers guy then? I'm a Twizzler guy. Okay. I like Twizzlers, yeah. I, used to I, I mean, I think red vines. Am are I the more only one that's a red vine guy? To be honest with, I think red vines are more flavorful. Yeah, that's that's probably so. I think why. red vines that's have a, a little more of a, a fruit flavor yeah. to them, and they're a little softer. Yes, correct. Which is why I can eat. That's yeah. why I could eat them. Yeah. All right, keep running down this list. So they have number eleven uh, is good and plenty, which I can I can see. Yeah, I didn't like I it. Can, licorice. I it's licorice flavored. Like I'll give those to my mom. Eleven's Mary Janes, which are those little peanut butter. Yeah, like flavored candies. Yeah, like, kind of like a taffy that was like, okay, like peanut butter. Okay, flavored. Those were. Mm, what were they called? Mary Tyler Ma- Moore. Mary Jane's. Yeah. Mary Jane's. Yeah. Wow. So those were the ones they're, that had drugs in it. They're totally uh, legal. No right? way. That's so wild. Uh, Thirteen is Milk Duds. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Milk Duds, but I, I don't hate them. Uh, Fourteen wow. is Candy I prefer, Necklaces. I preferred Whoppers. Which is now like, as a kid. Like, those are just as like a kid, smarties, man. Yeah. As a kid, just I smarties loved on the spring. Yeah, I loved getting those, and when people would like gift them to me, I, when I was a kid, I would usually just be sitting in class, just chomping yeah, off my chomping on my necklace. necklace. The teachers great. would hate it. Yeah. They would just hate this it. This person hates F- fun. Fifteen is raisinets, which <laughs> gross. Yeah, yes. sixteen Werthers. Well, the caramel chews. Caramel, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, they're okay, but they're uh, like an they're, they're, they're an old, an old person yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Seventeen is mounds. Which they say coconut has no place in Canada, and I'm coconut's like, gross. I'll, I'll give that. Uh, yeah, I, I, give I, I give that. Too. I hate anything I coconut mounds. flavor. And then they say eighteen almond joy. Neither do almonds. <laughs> and I'm like, I love <laughs> both of those. <laughs> lemon heads. Love lemon whoppers, heads. I, I like whoppers more than uh, milk duds. Their last one is twenty one is dots. Oh yeah, dots are kind of okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's that is that's fun. I disagree with a great deal of that. I list, do too. Especially so do Tootsie Rolls at eight. Yeah, Tootsie that's, Rolls that's is a disrespectful. Top candy for me. And Smarties, well, Smarties to, to, at two. Yeah. Two. Come on, man. Whoever I, made that list really must have had a really rough childhood. There was a there, there yeah. was a um, yeah like, yeah Brian, that's someone who just doesn't. Like yeah, fun. Brian Corber. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's, let's bully him. Let's, on, let's, bully, let's, let's bully him on Twitter. Let's put him on blast. Last, everybody has some bad taste. What would you go to? Like, what was your favorite candy to get now? Now that we're done with the hate. The so hatred. as a as a child, uh, what I loved the most, I had two, and they're still like in the top two. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, got that. And uh, the, I, this sure. is a little more controversial. Oh boy! I've always been a Three Musketeer guy. You know, I, I, I love that. There's nothing wrong with them. It's like yeah, whipped too. chocolate covered yep. in chocolate. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kit Kats. Kit Kats also oh. way up there. Um and for cr- my personal favorite is the hundred grand. There we go. It is the puffed rice, yep. chocolate, mm-hmm. caramel. What you you call it? All of that. It's pretty similar. Quite delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's then Kit Kats for me. I was always excited to get those big bars of Reese's and Kit Kats at the gated community because they were loaded with them. That's where we knew where to go. So let's try to remember uh, that next year around this time, because we did this for my uh, my podcast back in the day, uh, the Snack Podcast, rest in peace. Snack Podcast. Uh, and we we did each year uh, we tried to do a March Madness style bracket, which I liked, uh, which I brought. Oh, I did here that a lot to this yeah. podcast as well. <clears throat> and so we did March Candy Barness. Should do that. Oh uh, yeah, and. We had a tournament style of the 64 best candies, and we wow. did a, we did rounds of voting and got it down to the one. Uh, the winner of that was the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, by the I way. I would think so. Deservedly uh, so. 
So Except absolutely undefeated. Uh, yeah, I think next Halloween we should probably we should break Do that. that out again. Start it on October 1st and kind of just make its uh, way down towards the end. Yeah, once cool. spooky season hits, I think we should bring it in. Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right, uh, thank you. Uh, oh, you guys haven't given your best, right? Have you? Oh, yeah, I, I said uh, Reese's mine. and Kit Kats. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was Reese's and Kit Kats, yeah. Oh, all right, perfect. Uh, so you guys love that new commercial. Have you seen the commercial with the little oh, girl yeah. dressed up as the Reese's? Yeah, uh, yeah. Peanut butter cup and a Kit Kat. Yeah. And so the trick-or-treat lady is yeah. like, well, I guess you get both of them. Yeah. And then looks at the, she looks at the, the two boys she's trick-or-treating with and goes, idiots. Oh, she doesn't say yeah. that, but like... <laughs> you get that impression. Um, all right, well, uh, Audible viewers, let us know uh, in the comments below uh, what uh, on the link, what you feel is uh, your favorite, what you feel about uh, your most hated, how you feel about that list from Stephen Corbin. What was his name? Uh, oh, I closed it. Uh, I think it was Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Corley? Oh, man. <laughs> Brian. Brian Corber. Brian Corber, yeah, let us know what you feel about that list. How do you feel about Tootsie Rolls, candy corn? So uh, the bro. little candy dots so on the rough. rolls of paper. You know what I'm surprised wasn't on that list? Candy cigarettes, because those Oh my are, goodness. <laughs> I just got major They're horrendous, flashbacks. but I love them. I do too. I just got major flashbacks. Yeah, they're awful, yes, but I they love were them. So, they were like bubblegum, right? Weren't they bubblegum? No. No. no, they were chalk. No, they were, they were they kind were of like, they like were the had, wafers. Cause I remember they were sugar-flavored chalk. But okay, they actually had sugar in them. And, okay, because I remember... I think Necco wafers is just yeah, actual chalk. Man, I used to buy packs of those uh, in like second grade. I would buy packs of candy cigarettes, and I would hand them out to my friends. And we would all take a red Sharpie, and we would color the tip red. And then when it was like during, a, when it was cold outside, we would pretend that we were smoking. Cause some of, we, some of them old, come with like that. <laughs> Some of them come with Some red them come, tips now. Come, yeah, where the red yes, tip is. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why when I thought I was like, wait, is this the same one? Because we did. I mean, yeah, I did the exact same thing. But there was a candy store where I lived, and all of the ice cream trucks sold them. So in junior high, which is kind of an interesting time in my life, they would sell those, and we would all like buy like a whole like we would basically buy the whole packs and the. Guy would just give it to us, like, and we no would just be passing them around, selling them at, at school, and yeah, that was that was a fun time. They they knew it was us, and kind of got pissed at us, and they told us to stop doing that. Even so. even now, they don't <laughs> cost any money. I was at a uh, ice cream stand in uh, Silver Lake last year, two years ago, I think, and they had on the countertop they had candy cigarettes for sale. Packs of them were twenty five cents, so yeah. they don't cost any money. Again. No. Good times, so good times. All right, yeah, let us know what you think um, about our ridiculous conversation. Let's get into the area code game uh, since we are, that wasn't bad, guys. 18 minutes on candy. Good job, guys. Good job, everybody. Sounds good. That's (laughs) candy all day. That's about right. right, Let's play the area code game. Last week, we guessed for uh, episode 261. I got it right for Indiana. Pulling off the uh, post it note here. I had uh, New York for Only Murders in the Building. Mm -hmm. James, you had Georgia for Walking Dead. Is that right? Or a movie. No, it was, a movie. Some, it was something else. It oh, was, was it a, movie. a movie. It was a movie. Yeah, I can't remember which okay. movie it was. All right, but you had Georgia. I yeah. had Silicon. And then you had California. For Silicon Valley. For Silicon Valley. All right, so let's look up 261, area code 261, USA. And that is in Madagascar is the first one that comes up, so that can't be right. Wait a minute. Uh, looks like it's in Texas. Interesting. I don't think anybody wins. No. Georgia's closest, I would say. Statewide. So we'll give the 
We'll give the win to James Good on job, that James. one. Proximity. Yeah, proximity. Although California's probably closer to Texas. What, what's closer to Texas? Maybe, yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, California may be closer. Is that back-to-back wins for Jordan? I mean, this isn't really a win. None of us no. were in the vicinity of no. the state. Yeah, so. it's an honorable mention. All right, uh, <laughs> guesses, uh, guesses for area code 262. What do you guys got? I will... Uh, I'll get us started if you guys want to think about yours. Uh, because it is spooky season, uh, I decided that I would start rewatching X Files on Hulu. The, ori- the original, the original, because I know they rebooted it. Yeah, I started it. from season one. Okay, cool. Because I know they Episode rebooted it. Episode one, whole season thing. one, started it. Just it's, it's kind of a nice one to have on in the background while I'm doing laundry, cleaning the house, uh, doing work here. You know, stuff like that. Because I've seen them all, so I don't really have to pay that much attention to them. Smart. Um, That's how I feel and most of my shows. So I, I, I've had that on. So I'm going to go with Washington, D.C. for 262. And, uh, yeah. <coughs> you guys can. I actually have one picked out this time. <laughs> You're what? I actually oh, you one got one? Out this time. Oh, you got yeah. one ready to go. Seattle, Washington. Oh, all right. Nice. Because uh, I, looked, I looked it up, and, and that's supposedly where Rick and Morty is. Based. Okay. That's where they're supposed to. They're supposed to live in a suburb of Seattle, Washington. There and and the go. new season of Rick and Morty just dropped. Okay. Yes, they did. Now, here, here's a That's question because I've never watched Rick and Morty. It's funny. And I feel like I should. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. Do they do Halloween episodes? Yes. Like every episode is a Halloween episode. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> but like, I think they. There's like one they do like specials where it's like Family Guy does a Halloween special. Or yeah, Simpsons does a Halloween special. I'm pretty certain Rick and Morty does that too. Okay, yeah. I think maybe that should be our discussion next week. Favorite episode, favorite Halloween episodes of uh, TV shows. Correct. Oh, I got because you got Simpsons. Obviously, they did the Treehouse of Horrors. You've got uh, Home Fam- Improvement. If you guys remember, yeah. they did some good Family, family Guy Halloween one. episodes. Uh, I, I know that Friends was famous for their. Thanksgiving. Oh yes, they were famous for their Thanksgiving episodes. Oh, that so was much. awesome. Uh, although they did do a good Halloween one. Yes, they did. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's do that. That'll be our opening talk next week. Good call. We can, we can do. Halloween uh, episodes of your favorite TV show, Brooklyn Beautiful. Nine-Nine. Brooklyn. Always did the Halloween heist. So, all right, I'm, I'm stepping on next week's podcast. <laughs> Getting all excited about talking uh, about TV. I haven't really watched that much TV. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, mainly Pat McAfee. Let, let's let's bring in podcasts then. Let's mainly, mainly Pat McAfee show. So his whole show is based on in Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm sticking in Indi- Indianapolis. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's all. That's I watch it every morning, so that's what I do. You can take South Bend, Indiana, because you were just there watching just the there. Notre Dame. Oh, I would have done Rudy. I thought about it, but I was like, nah, I'll stick with Indianapolis. So I know we're on a podcast, and it Correct. doesn't make sense to shill for another podcast, to have people stop listening to this podcast and go listening to the podcast I'm about to talk about. <laughs> but if you guys get a chance, it's on Spotify. It's a podcast called Case 63. It's okay. a fictionalized podcast. It's okay. like... Old-time radio shows. I don't know if you guys remember, if you've ever listened to any of those. Those are incredible. The old-time... They do, like, story times, right? Well, yeah, like, War of the Worlds. But, like, like, I would... I have these great memories of my parents driving us home from Michigan. And it would be late at night, and the only thing on the radio was... The story times. old... Radio shows from like the 1940s, and they had like the horse clopping sound effects that you use like wooden blocks for, and 
and they all that good. stuff. And it was amazing. And so this this podcast, K sixty three, reminds me a lot of that. And it's about it's got a you guys familiar with the movie Twelve Monkeys? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's got a very Twelve Monkeys ish vibe to okay. it. So there's time travel. It's I well, highly, highly, highly recommend it. it. Um, and it's good for this time of year because it's kind of it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I took a radio class and we talked all about the about the story times on radio and I actually got to listen to World of the Worlds oh, it, throughout. Wow. So it was just sitting there. I just closed my eyes and I was just like listening to it. I can see why people would trip, trip, trip out doing that when it was first aired. I can see why people would trip out. Yeah, well, people I, thought it was real. Yeah, yeah exactly, was, uh, exactly. I can see why. That, that was like the debut of radio. <laughs> yes. yes. Radio shows. Yeah. Uh, not not yeah. the debut of radio, but the radio debut of radio yeah, shows. Yeah, we, so we spent a whole week in October because of it was Halloween. So that's why. So that was cool. That was fun. Awesome. All right, so we got our guesses for the 262 area code, Washington, D.C., Seattle, Washington, and Indianapolis, Indiana. We will find out next week. And then we will guess for area code 263. Uh, but let's get into the pulse. Before we do that, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's and their two locations here in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, they're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, start things off here with the pulse. Uh, Jordan, we're going right to you. You were at this game, East Jordan versus Frankfurt, a 38-36 to thriller, uh, which our photographer, Jan, uh, who was so kind enough to go out there with you, uh, said that that was the best football game that he's seen in quite a while. He said probably not the best pictures, um, but uh, but a great game. It was and, uh, I disagree. I, I think Jan's photos are always, always good. Uh, fantastic. Always, uh, even the bad ones are good. Like that's just how talented he Thanks. is. Um, that that game uh, must have been amazing. I didn't get a chance to to watch it because I was busy watching uh, Gaylord. Gaylord versus Jackson Lumen Christie because I wanted to All see fa- that game. All fairness, yeah, it thoughts was... on that. I know you've got a column that's going to be published uh, Thursday uh, with your thoughts, but uh, break it down for me. What was it like? Seeing uh, that so, game after seeing last year's a uh, six to zero final. Yeah, it was wild. The fact that I saw the six to zero district win from East Jordan, and then you fast forward almost a year later, you get a you get that type of game. I mean, only those two teams can produce magical games. It seems like in the past two years. Um, yeah, yeah, is so, this a new budding rivalry? I think it is. It, I think games? it's brewing. It looks like it's brewing because. A lot of the kids on that team still remember what happened last year, which, in all fans, so does Corbin Russell, so does Carter Kirby. Like, all those boys still remember what happened last year. So it's kind of just, like, brewed up. All right, um, I had to write it all out so I don't just step on, like, stumble. Several things. East Jordan went into halftime up 22-14. Frankfurt came out of the second half, basically killing three to four minutes off the clock, and then they just get a turnover right, up, right when they're about to score. And then things proceed, and then East Frankfurt finally gets in the end zone. East Jordan finally gets in the end zone. And then East Jordan is up 30-22, to 9.40 remaining in the fourth quarter. And then immediately right after East Jordan scores, running back Fletcher Anderson from Frankfurt runs it back for a 95-yard touchdown. It's immediately tied again because they go for two, and it's immediately tied. East Jordan is tied 30-30 with 9.28 remaining in the fourth. 
East Jordan recovers, uh, recovers a fumble. They don't get anything after that. And then the Panthers drain out the clock about seven minutes off the clock in the entire fourth quarter. It results in Carter Kirby finding Owen Mills to take their first lead of the entire game. And But the Panthers had to keep up with East Jordan. So each time East Jordan takes a two-point conversion, the Panthers had to do the exact same thing just to keep up with them. They got it every single time, except the last time they scored. So... Well, that leaves 27.2 seconds remaining. Now, just give you some general context. Where I was in the press box was on the Frankfurt side. So, when everything was unraveling and the Panthers go up with their first score, I've never seen, because I've sat next to TC West coordinators, I've sat next to away coordinators, I've sat next to a bunch of coordinators, because that's just how it is in the press box. They were so thrilled that they took the lead for the first time. Like the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator were sitting right like in the booth next to me. I could hear them yelling and shouting as if like, it seems like the Lions won the Super Bowl. Like that's how excited and thrilled they were. And then twenty seven point two. East Jordan recovers it and they it looks like they were about to take it to the house, but luckily they gotta stop. Uh East Jordan runs does a run play. They don't get any they get like a one yard or two yards and then they run it again and they get like twenty. So now they're at the 26-yard line with 6.9 seconds. East Jordan calls their second-to-last timeout. And out comes Corbin Russell with all his boys. And I'm standing up. Everyone in the box is standing up. My best friend since freshman year of high school. Never seen a Northern Michigan football game. And for that to be the one game she sees... I can just hear her as soon as Russell throws it and scores. She lets out a little, oh my god. And I like turn around. I'm like, hand me my hydro. Hand me my hydro. Because I have to start putting things in my bag. Because obviously we have to run down and talk to some players. And as excited as Frankfurt was when they took the lead. That just sucked out the entire air. Out of that side. And I thought they were going to kick a field goal. go for They kick a field goal, win the game. And then they Corbin Russell comes back out again, uh, and I think it was like shotgun formation. And then you see Lo- Logan Shooks, Junior Logan Shooks, just runs out, little dish off, and he walks in. And that student section, if it was a college atmosphere, probably would have rushed the field. Um, the entire Frankfurt side was deflated. There was about 1.4 left. They squib it, game over. And I'm just looking around, and I just can't believe what I saw because. East Jordan had to lead the entire game. And then they tied it. And then they're up again. And then Frankfurt ties it. And then East Jordan gets the turnover. And then Frankfurt goes, scores. And then what just happened at the end. It was one of those like roller coaster of emotions. Like at first you think like, okay, East Jordan's gonna win. Like it looks that way. They're playing smart ball. And then Frankfurt as well is playing smart ball. And it's just like you have so much, like, we talked about it beforehand. Like, we talked about what this could mean. Like, the leading up to it, a conference championship. Like, the fact that this was a conference championship and East Jordan wins with 6.9 seconds remaining. I just, it, it took a lot out of me because I was somewhat emotionally invested just to see, like, okay, how is this going to end? Because, like, us as reporters, like, for me, I thrive off that because it's just, like, 
boy, this is going to be one heck of a story to write. And I, I, obviously it was. And it's just, after I went down the field, I, uh, the first question I asked coach, the Jordan coach, was, how's your heart, man? Because obviously it was a, a thrilling of emotions. Like, oh, it's doing all right now. But if, uh, if ESPN were here, this would be, quote, unquote, an instant classic. I'm like, yeah, you're right about that, dude. And Frankfurt rallies their boys around, and they just they depart as if it was the fastest I've ever seen an away team depart from a, a stadium. And then you can hear music blasting, players all run out in the field, celebrate with the boys. It was a lot. It, it was still a lot. And I remember talking to my friend Nicole about the game, and I looked at her, I was like, you know, if like just talking about like our days in high school and like games that we've seen, it's like, there's no way, like, we will be able to ever win a game like this. It's like, oh, high school stinks so bad. We're never winning this. But the fact that it that all unfolded, just the amount of emotions that it took out of so many people, especially Frankfurt, East Jordan, the student section was off the charts. Frankfurt's student section was off the charts. It was a lot. It was wild. I felt like I was just going on and on, but it was, it was insane. This is obviously a great thing for East Jordan. Oh, yeah. But I think it'd be it could be a good thing for Frankfurt. Correct. Correct. I, I really think that these the last two weeks have been losses for the Panthers. Yeah. They started six and zero. They're now six and two. I. But I really think that one I, Ed Schindler has the I, I think he's got the right coaching mindset. Oh, he does. To be able to take this and say. We're good. We're all right. We're we're okay. Yeah, and I I I, I do Let's need to add build this. from this. Let's learn from this. Correct. And I do need Let's to go. add and I, this. And I I think they could have a good run in the playoffs. Correct. If, and I, I if they get healthy, because they are, as I think James and I have said, and Harrison, they're an eight man team playing eleven man football. Correct. And I don't, I I would be remiss if I did not add this. Carter Kirby played very good. He played well, well enough to the point where. The last second just so happened to be the game winning for East Jordan. He scrambled all the pocket. He didn't get sacked as much. But his mobility, is, for a split second, it was like, oh, he's going to get sacked. And all of a sudden, he rolls out and finds uh, Farmer for a decent first down. And I'm just like, holy cow, that's how that whole seven minutes was. Was him just playing smart, not forcing any turnovers. It ran out of bounds if he has to get out of bounds. He'll throw it away if he has to throw it away. Frankfurt also converted on two fourth downs while that whole seven minutes happened. He played good. The The boys, they they have nothing to be disappointed about other, other than, than the they, I don't think they should. Yes, they're probably down about it, but then also they should realize they played a good East Jordan team, and they're also good as well. They just... Great game. They, yeah, it's a, they it's a bummer well. that it's a bummer that one of those teams had Correct. It's, just, it's just the, that, the nature that, of the beast, exactly. the nature of football. It's just... Yeah. So, and speaking of those, uh, you know that was one marquee matchup. Uh, the other marquee matchup of of the week was Gaylord versus Jackson Lumen Christie. Need to know. And uh, I didn't go to this game, but fortunately, with uh, technology now, uh, they stream online a lot of these games. Love and it. So I was able to watch it uh, from the uh, from the beginning. And uh, Gaylord got down seven nothing, but they came back, scored twenty one unanswered, and I went. This game is over. <laughs> It's twenty-one to seven. Uh, they Gaylord had the ball, and they uh, and they were marching uh, toward the end of the first half. And I went, well, if they score here, even if it's a field goal by Connor Byram, uh, then it, it it's, it's going to be fine, yeah. right? It'll be fine. And so I was already writing up the, the beginning because I was like, I know I've got a lot to do tonight, so let's 
get to let's it. get a head start. <laughs> and as I was writing that up and I had the game on, uh, I saw a, uh, a bad snap sail over uh, quarterback Caleb Onks' head, and they ended up, uh, they went from second and four to third and 30. Oh, boy. And uh, that was the start of the momentum switching over to Jackson Lumen Christie. Jackson Lumen Christie got the ball back around midfield with about 43 seconds left, and I went, oh, if they score here, that's going to be huge. That's going to be tough. They got down to the seven yard line of the Blue Devils, with, uh, and they had first and goal from the seven. They oh. had three shots at it. Uh, all rollouts, and they missed all of them. The last one sailed over uh, the receiver's arms. Uh, but I was like, all right, well, Gaylord has to be going into the locker room. Correct. Feeling good, like, oh, thank God we escaped oh. that. And you just have to wonder what was said to Jackson Lumen Christie. Like, yeah, we didn't score, but we could have. And then they came out, and uh, they they made it a game. Oh, wow. Uh, it w- ended up being a 24-21 to final, and the... The, the last play, I, th- I think, yeah, Jackson Lumen Christie made it 24-21 with about four and a half minutes left. <laughs> and there, if Gaylord gave the ball back, they were going to lose that game. Yeah, yeah, they, I think they knew that if they, if they gave the ball back to Jackson Lumen Christie, they weren't going to be able to stop him. Oh, boy. And so they were able to keep it, and uh, Russell Hush uh, got to see his speed and that kid is quick. Even right, when, even, right? even streaming online, he's quick. He's fa- uh, Did it glitch? Did it glitch at all? And it, 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 it didn't. <laughs> um, but he, he is fast, although he made a mistake of running out of bounds. Nobody Stopped knows. Stay in bounds, buddy. Uh, on, I think, a 29-yard gain Ooh, uh, from yeah. the 21 aye, aye, to, aye. to midfield. And uh, <laughs> on the next play, he ended up, or I think it was like a third and five, he ended up getting the first down. And this time he slid. Smart. And he stayed in Smart. Um, Coach must have told him. And they were facing with. Uh, they needed to get this first down because they Obviously. had already uh, burnt their. Or, or Lumen Chrissy had burnt their final two remaining time out. timeouts. They needed to get this first down. It was third and a long six or third and seven, whatever you're, you're looking uh-huh. at. They were able to get Jackson Lumen Christie to jump off sides. So they got <sighs> that extra five yards. And that was necessary because they didn't get it on the third and two, but they did get it on the fourth and two. Oh, they went for four. They oh, went wow. for it on the fo- on fourth down. That's when you know like, who you're playing. That's when you know who you're playing against. Well, that's when a coach says, "I have confidence in my players." Correct. And obviously, that's the type of coach. So speaking with him, I know James used to have conversations with him as well. He's a very he has the utmost extreme confidence in his players. 100%. So I'm not surprised they went for it on fourth now. Yeah, he seems like a total player's coach. Oh, 100%. Like the players seem to love him. Um, I wish I played for and, him. Uh, so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me really at all. No. Yeah, so two absolutely uh, incredible games uh, in, in Week 8. And, and Week 9 uh, has a lot of great games as well. Uh, before we get into the Patriot game on Friday, St. Francis has Muskegon Catholic Central on Saturday. James, uh, you're the foremost voice in Traverse City St. Francis football. Yep. How important is that win for the Gladiators, and can they pull it out against uh, a perennial contender in Muskegon Catholic Central? Yeah, I mean, I think they can. Uh, you know, Catholic Central's coming off. Um, you know, they had a, a week off in week seven too, 
um, where they had a team forfeit to them. So Central or, or St. Francis had week eight off just because they didn't have a game scheduled. Um, but, yeah, Muskegon Catholics 5-3, and three, they're one of those really good teams. Um, but uh, but they haven't been, like, blowing the doors off of people this season. They're 5-3. and three, The most points that they've scored in a game is 27. Wow. Okay. Wow. Which is, which is they're winning a lot of games, like, you know, 27-7, to 27-6. So their their defense has been pretty great. Their their losses is obviously when the people have scored a, a lot more points on them, but some pretty good uh, programs there. So uh, I think St. Francis needs this to, to get in the playoffs. As of right now, the, with the playoff seeding the way it is, they're sitting at the four seed getting in after after week eight. So I, I think if they if they don't win this game, it's pretty perilous whether they make the playoffs or not. So it, it's incredibly big from that standpoint. We I think we said it last week, like how long it's been since San Francisco missed the playoffs. Did we say it was like 2018 or was it 2013? Might be one of – it's been a while. More they, like 13. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So. the Having week eight off, good for St. Francis, bad for St. Francis? Well, let's them heal up. So it's good from that standpoint. I think that they probably would have rather played a game, just for some practice. And just well, I think just to get that bad warm. taste out of their mouth. I mean, they got shut out in week seven. I, I think they'd want to get back on the field uh, as soon as possible to at least put some points on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that too. Yeah, I mean, also it could be like a lot of te- I know different levels of sports take their bye week and to focus on the team they're playing against maybe they know a lot more a little bit more about the team they're playing against now since they had that week eight which allows them to just heal up understand their opponent a little bit more as opposed to just one week they have two weeks now to prepare for this team which means they have two weeks to prepare for either a season ending loss or a season extending win so yeah unfortunately they're at there'll be it's a Saturday game and, uh, home field. and should be. They don't uh, even have to travel. Like 2 p.m. Set. 2 p.m. kickoff, so should be good. But uh, Friday night we have uh, a big game, TC Patriot game. What year are we in now, James? When did this start? Is this the eleventh? As year? the Patriot game? Yeah. Is this that the that el- sounds about right. Eleventh year was last year the tenth or two? Oh, man. Sure, it should be nice to know these things as uh, <laughs> the guys who cover these, especially since we've been here for quite a while. It would, it would be. But uh, the, the thing is, like... One of the two. One of the two. I, I don't know. I, I feel like James has a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of northern Michigan sports anyway. 100%. So, but I'm also getting old. Well, yeah. You do, you do forget things as, as you get older. So, uh, But it is a big game. Both teams coming off wins. Whoa. Heading into this matchup, Traverse City West won 35 to nothing, and Traverse City Central uh, now two straight wins, actually, which is uh, which Big. is good for them. Uh, I I think you might have both teams kind of putting things together at the same time and ready to meet up in something that does have playoff implications for uh, at, at least for Traverse City Central. Central. Uh, and possibly even for Traverse City West, uh, if they can sneak in, because that would make them four and five uh, to to end the season, and 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 who knows? So this is this huge. is a game with a lot on the line. There's quite huge. a bit here 
to play for, and and not only just the bragging rights uh, to be the team that won in uh, in in Traverse City. We're all going to be there. Oh yeah. Friday it is full team coverage of the Patriot game. James will be there covering the central angle. Jordan will be there covering Traverse City West, and I will be there uh, taking photos, or I'll be in spirit there. Uh, we'll, we'll see, because there's a lot going on Friday and Saturday. Friday's a busy day. Friday busy, is a busy day. Friday is busy. It starts with uh, golf and tennis state finals, and there's soccer district finals and Patriot game and just a, a lot of, of other good football games. A lot of other good football games. I mean, it's week nine. Guys, it is week nine. Also, uh, just a little nugget for the Patriot game. It has been since 2018 since Travis City West has beaten Central. Okay. So they are heading into a, a long winning streak against their arch rivals with playoff implications on the line. It's pretty interesting. I'll ask you guys this question, and I won't. Who's, put, are you going to ask us who's winning? I won't put out the mandate. Do oh. we want to make predictions? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that seems like a no. No one. You know what? You know what? Why not? Why not? You know? Why not? Because we're here. We're already here. Let's do it. I love. I love predictions. I made a bold statement last week. Let's get one side mad at us. Exactly. See, that makes it. That makes this this whole part of the job fun. At least for me, it does. I I thrive off confrontation. Jk, I don't. Please don't confront me, please. If I get your team wrong, please don't hate on me. Um, I like what I've seen from Central the last couple of weeks uh, I, I've the Same. most that I've seen them is their the first half of their games which is seems I'm, always I'm, been their I'm there to they're, just take photos and then head back to the office they're a good first half team um, and uh, West I think I've only seen once maybe twice I've seen this twice. year I've seen a couple times and I've seen him a couple times. I I just have to say I I wasn't expecting a 35 to nothing result from the Titans uh, against Bay City Central uh, this past Friday, and that's that's what we got. Yeah. So, the, how are you guys feeling about this game? What's exciting you about it? I'm curious about the running the running game. That's just me personally. Arthur McManus going against Adio. Ado- oh my goodness! You man. just got to say it with confidence, man. James Mb- said it last Mb- week. Mb- Mb- Lemobade. Thank you. Boom. Just the running. Know. I don't game. know if that's right. You just got to make it sound like you. Sound like please come you, to me. You know it. If you catch me on site, please come to me and correct me. I would really appreciate you if you did that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited just to see those two. I know Arthur two weeks ago was his first game back after dealing with some injuries. I'm assuming he had a pretty stellar night last Friday as far as just being kind of in full strength back. Yeah, he had a pretty I, nice night. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Quarterback game. It's curious to see how both of those teams' quarterbacks do. Obviously, we've seen T.C. West go with a duel a little bit here and there. Central kind of does that as well. Um, defensively, it should be an interesting matchup as far as how which receivers is which receivers uh, gets the looks and which receivers can score the touchdowns. Seems evenly matched. I don't know why. It's just, this this seems evenly matched. Just for me, it's from my vantage point, because I've seen both of them. It just seems really matched. I, I think Central has the advantage, just given the yeah. last yeah. several years, yeah. uh, and this is a it, it's yeah. a it's a new year yeah. with a new coach for Traverse City West. So I give the edge right now to Traverse City Central. Okay. Uh, they've been 
playing a little bit better for a little bit longer the this this season, better yep. stretches. And they got hot at the right time. They're yeah. kind of finding their stride um, at the way, but right I time. But I think what's really heartening about what you saw West do last week is that there James is. Wagner is the right guy for the job. Oh, 1,000%. He, is, he will turn this program around. If, if he sticks around, and I hope he does. I do too. Uh, he will turn Traverse City West into a contender. He did that with his last high, high school he coached. They kind of started the same way, and then he flipped it on his head and then made them playoff contenders. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the game, and even when I come back from taking pictures, I will be watching it. Uh, on, on the stream? Uh, on the stream. On, on, on the screen so, uh, so I can see it because... I, I want to see the improvements that both of these teams have made since I saw them in the early part of the season. Same. What about you, James? I mean, you uh, you saw Central this past Friday, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah, but they when they beat TC or Bay City Western, um, that and that game was, I mean, it was twenty-seven to fourteen, but it really didn't seem that close. Central just seemed to control that. Bay City scored most of their points, you know, after. The game seemed kind of out of hand, you know. What Central had taken con- complete control. Um, and and we're just dominating a team on the in the lines too and and you know basically western has that weird it's a weird single wing where they have a they have a tight end on one side and then they put a wing on that side too and then there's a running back and a fullback and the fullback's usually on the same side as the wing so it's all like loaded so oh, it's like yeah. like the play's going one way yeah. right and and then about uh, i don't know one out of every so many five or six plays or whatever, like that wing back, tight end, and the right tackle motion Oosh. to the other side. Ooh. Completely motion. And yeah. then they have an unbalanced line with a guard now basically at the end of the line. So they're really keeping the defense on their toes. Yeah. yeah. You've got to pay attention. Got to. Yeah. Have to. And they kind of they kind of get themselves, though, with a couple of motion penalties because of that. Have moving right. three linemen at the end. I was going to say, too. can... I thought you could only have one person in motion at a time. Whoa. Um, I think guys that were on the, that are on the line. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 tight end and the wing back are are back off. But okay. Yeah. They would. It would just. It would almost just be wholesale. Just three guys just going to the other side of the line, and it was just just weird. I hadn't seen a version of the single wing like that before. Hmm. Um, and the single wing isn't even that common anymore. No. So. You know the the central players were talking about how much they had to prepare for this, and like they were like, "Thank God for our scout team," because you know playing this is so different than anything we ever played during. Yeah, the season. Sugars even said he was like, "What nervous or anxious about it?" That he was like, <laughs> "He's like, I, I hate, hate this week." <laughs> like he used the word "hate." I think oh. like I hate this week because it, you just can't replicate what they do. Um, wow. And you know, and West had you know that game against Bay City Western earlier in the season that was. Eight to seven, right? So West mm-hmm. was able to stop that too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't seen. I only saw one West game, and uh, so cool. you know, I've seen I've seen Central one and a half games, I guess. Um, <laughs> I would say that Central has the advantage coming into this, but I mean, as we saw last year, Central had the advantage coming into that game, and they had to win it on the last play. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, West had them in that game last year. Um, so it's, there's this, you know, the stupid cliche of throwing out the records, but you know, no. West is playing for a lot of pride because yeah. 
where their playoff points are at right now. I don't think even with a win they have a very good chance of getting in the playoffs at all. Um, Central is pretty firmly in, I think, but with a win they absolutely there's lock up getting spot. into the, yeah. They absolutely lock up getting in. So so there's that extra motivation there. You know, since we're doing predictions here, I enjoy watching spoilers sometimes. And I know last year West was a play away from winning. And I think last year I even chose West, so I've kind of been like a homebody too, to TC West. I think I, I might be going against everybody here. I I, I think I, I like West. Okay, we got one for West. Yep. James. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that I person. Would, I totally wouldn't be shocked if West went. Like I said, they, they've got nothing to lose in this game. They, <laughs> they can, have nothing they to lose. They can throw the kitchen sink at Central. Yeah. yeah they could run exactly. every trick play. They can go for it on a fourth down, whatever <laughs> yes. they want. They <laughs> You know, throw the whole entire kitchen so at them. I wouldn't. That's be, a great I, approach. I think that's the the approach that Wagner <laughs> should employ. Oh yeah, like guys, just go out there and give it everything on every single play. Play ball, and boys. I will trust you to go out there and have fun. Play ball, mm-hmm. boys. Yeah, I'd, well, it'd be it'd be kind of cool. If you, just at the beginning of the week, he's like, okay, what five plays do we want to put in the playbook this week? <laughs> yeah. Like weird trick plays. Does anyone want to go? Does anyone want to do the ring around the rosy, the one the Kansas City Chiefs do, and have quarterback go out on the wing and have the running backs just start throwing a dart to the end zone? Why not? Just throw everything at them. Yeah, I like it. I, I do uh, that too. Would be, that would Why make not? for a fun game. I know that. I hope they hear that and they do wind up implementing it. I'm just gonna look at both of you guys and be like, "Hey, I think they heard us." <laughs> so who are you picking though? Uh, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Central yeah. just just because of what they've done this season. Um, you know, West has been pretty solid this year, though. I mean, they're three and five, so uh, and it's not like they've been getting like blown out in a lot of games or anything. So I, I think West hangs in there, but ultimately, I think Central can can pull this game out. I think this would have been an easy easy way to to pick Central had TC West not had the performance that they did. Last week, in, in week eight, it would have been we'd have been like, oh, okay, all right. So, so we're all going clearly, to Central DC here. Central had, had <laughs> has figured it out. But you have Traverse City West; they've got to have so much confidence coming off of that. I would think so. They shut out a team; they put up thirty-five points. They've got; they're like, maybe we figured it out. And having that confidence can be such a big boost. And then riding that on top of the adrenaline that they're going to have for mm-hmm. this game, uh, it, it it's going to be wild. But yeah, I I am gonna, I'm gonna take Central. As cool. Well. Uh, I, so I two against one. Perfect. So we, we I got you guys. I got you well, boys. It had to be. It had to be one of a. Had, oh, had, someone had, had to pick one. I, I had to break it. I'll but be yeah, it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take Central in this one, but I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I don't think that. I mean, this is going to be a close game. It's, this um, is going to be another one where everyone, every player on that field steps up and puts their best foot forward. Also, um, the last time TC West won with a shutout was last year in week one against Marquette. I was at that game as well. I remember that vividly. So that's why I kind of remember that. All right. Well, we will be out there on Friday. Uh, Lots of good football action. Uh, Switching over now to the other football, a little bit of soccer. Uh, We've got district semifinals and finals coming up this week. Uh, Traverse City West is taking on Saginaw Heritage on Tuesday. Traverse City Central is uh, at Midland Dow also on Tuesday. We could have a Traverse City West, Traverse City Central matchup on Thursday before the Patriot game. 
imagine? How awesome imagine would that? that be? What a treat. Okay. Now, uh, so we would get, this is, a, this, is, this is possible. Could be. We could get Traverse City West versus Traverse City Central in a district championship game on, on Thursday. And? Friday would be the Patriot game. October 25th would be the uh, second of the two the volleyball. volleyball games. Mm-hmm. And we could also see Central versus West volleyball in the playoffs as well. So this could just be the beginning of rivalry month That'd be wild. for for Traverse City West versus Traverse City. And I have to tell you, I'm rooting for that. I am too. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool to see and cover and witness. Um, yeah, so Traverse City West, Saginaw Heritage is 11-2-4. and four. Central is playing against Midland Dow. That is 13-3-2. Um, I... Got to watch Central take on West. Central was down at halftime and came back. It looked like they were almost going to win that game. Central played with a lot of heart. Their new coach, he's perfect for that team, 1,000%. Gavin Richman, I think is the coach's name. Love the accent. Love his accent. He has the most gnarliest, (laughs) dopest tattoo on his leg I have ever seen. Newcastle United. It covers the entire leg. Wow. And he has the accent. He eats, sleeps, breeds soccer. Like, if you talk soccer with him, he'll 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 definitely ha- give you a conversation. But yeah, um, it's a, uh, I would think Midland Dow is a tough opponent for Central, but after after watching Central go toe to toe with West, who's number four ranked in Division One, um, I think Midland I think TC Central can give Midland Dow a run for the money. So I like that. Also, I forgot to touch on number eight, number eight ranked Elk Rapids, Harvest Springs. You got Leland. Didn't forget to touch on it. Just throw it out there. We're just waiting to just get got there. To it. Just okay. got yeah. to it. Yeah. I, I love yeah. soccer, man. Sorry. Right. Just throw it out there. You're all, you're all right. I, <laughs> I just love soccer. I'm, I'm getting to these things. We've got a lot of games <laughs> got today. A lot. We're recording Monday. It is uh, a little bit before five o'clock right now while we're <laughs> recording. Uh, so we've got a lot of games here on Monday. Kingsley's playing. Traverse City Christian's playing. Yep. Uh, in the Grayling, we have Elksford, Elk Rapids versus Kingsford and Grayling versus Kalkaska. Yep. Uh, so that sets up the Wednesday championship finals in Grayling, which uh, good chance I, I think we'll see Elk Rapids in Grayling. Uh, that match. should be a, a, a fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, but, yeah, lots going on here uh, on Monday, a lot going on Tuesday as well. So I'll ask this. If you have to pick one team to win a district championship this week, who are you taking? I think, I mean, the easiest choice would be T.C. West. I think that's correct. I think, I think the West easiest choice would be West. Is the correct answer in this. Um, but if I, obviously I don't like taking the easy way out sometimes. I like I like making things harder for myself. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back with Elk Rapids, um, just based off what I saw last year and how they've been doing this year. Obviously, they will play Grayland in the finals. I know Grayland gave them a run for their money the last time they played them. It was like a three-two Elk Rapids win last game, I believe. And if I could say it would be that close again, I believe it will be that close again. Um, I got uh, Elk Rapids. Okay, James, what do you think? Yeah, I think West is a pretty good bet. Yeah, in that too. Yeah. Although it would be interesting is because uh, you could potentially get Asher Paul playing in a Central West game on Thursday and Friday. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a good. That player. would be a Great fun little. Player. That would be a fun little uh, featurette following up uh, on that. Oh, that, oh, would be, that would be quite good. Oh, I yeah. think Traverse City Christian has a really good chance. Uh, they are in a district right now that has Alma, Kingsley, and Howard City, Tri County. Oh boy. Uh, I I see. I think TC Christian will will yeah. come out of that with uh, a district championship. We'll find out about that on uh, on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, those are. Those are, I think, three good bets, Traverse City West, Elk Rapids, and Traverse City Christian. So, All right, and then coming up this uh, Friday and Saturday, we'll just talk about it very briefly. In fact, I'll just mention the fact that it's happening (laughs) since we did touch on it last week. Uh, But we have golf and state finals, uh, golf and tennis, I'm sorry, golf and tennis state finals uh, coming up on Friday and Saturday. And St. Francis looking to take home some state championship trophy uh, hardware on there. And I, I think I think we'll see it. I think individually, I think, is a, is a safe bet uh, for, for for tennis. And uh, I really want Grace Slocum to cash in this year. Oh, yeah. And, and, and win an individual state title. Um, yeah. San so. Francis looking good in tennis, though. All right. Very good. Well, uh, with that, let us get into our interviews, the first of which... Uh, was with Traverse City Central's Jackson Dobreff and Glenn Moore. And then we will come back and we will go right into our interview with Traverse City West, Kyler Brunin and Parker Kirshner. Get Around Podcast is happy to bring in Traverse City Central senior football players Anderson Farmer. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Jackson Dobreff. Glad to be here. You guys are coming off a, a pretty nice win over Bay City Western. Um, the score kind of doesn't really reflect, I guess, how how much you guys kind of controlled that game. Um, but uh, how much is it? How how big was it coming off that win to to have that going into the Patriot game, which is obviously a huge game for everybody at Central and West. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great game, great win. Um, team really rallied, and we really executed everything that we wanted to. Um, so it's great to know that um, our coaches are there for us and, and that uh, they they know what they're doing because everything that they said turned out to be exactly what we needed to do, and it ended up being a great win. So it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just kind of like what Anderson was saying, it was the first time, like, first win we had where we took the game plan that our coaches gave us and we executed it almost perfectly, and we just had a complete full team win, I felt like. Mm-hmm. You guys started a season one and, was it one and three, and then you flipped it on its head, and now you guys are four and four. What changed as far as just, is it scheme-wise, is it coaching-wise, is everyone buying into what Eric is preaching? Um, what is it? Yeah, so we had a really rough and uh, pretty hard first beginning of the season. So, like, really getting those those games under our belt and seeing some top-notch football was super helpful coming into this, this part of the season. Um, and, yeah, it was just guys buying in and, and not giving up was really the main thing. Like, those are some tough teams, and they beat us pretty good. But we took our, our best moments out of there and built on them and, um, kept growing throughout the rest of the season, which has helped us get to back to four and four or five hundred, which was an awesome feeling last week. So, yeah, and then 
another thing is uh, we just have a really young team. So I felt like at the beginning of the year, a lot of guys were just, were put in new spots or just had, weren't used to playing varsity ball yet. And so it just took a little bit more developing and just a little time and more games under our belt to really get everyone feeling comfortable and just ready to make plays like we've been in the last couple games. Yeah, guys, is Bay City West, was it Bay City Central Wars, where coach, I believe when I had a conversation with your coach, was saying, oh, yeah, a lot of the new guys didn't get a chance to play, and that was one of the games where a lot of them got to play. And obviously, you guys rolled them, obviously, which is helpful to allow the new guys to play. Um, as a team-wise, just how, as far as Eric's, coaching status goes he's obviously arguably known as a coach that hasn't had a losing season since he hopped on the squad with you guys obviously you don't want to be the team to have to do that for him but just talk about what it means to just play with a coach like eric eric like it's just like what's it like to play with a coach like eric well for eric i mean yeah so it's not only eric it's also just like the program in general i feel like like and especially since Eric stepped on the staff, we just had this like legacy where we we run the north. Like we're gonna we're gonna win, have great seasons, and we're gonna especially when we're in the big north. Like we're not gonna lose the big north. And now that we're in the SVL, I feel like things have kind of started to change a little bit. We're kind of just trying to like refine ourselves in this new conference and get back up to the higher rank that we want to just like dominate the conference again. But it's just, it's all about just, like, that legacy that he kind of brings and just Trojan football because it's just been around for so long and it's always been played similar way on Thurlby Field. And especially when Eric walked in, kind of put on, like, he put a new, I don't know, I would say, like, uh, pressure or something on us, like, that, hey, instead of being this up-north team that, can't beat downstate schools is like we're not going to lose a game we're gonna we're gonna have great seasons and we're gonna make impacts downstate yeah yeah and um not only coach sugars but he brought an amazing staff that really knows what they're doing and they they Mm -hmm. take to the game and they understand everything and they notice the changes that's happening in the game and um they've really bought into it so like they all pay attention to film, and, and they're really, really smart coaches. So the people that he's brought in with him have helped so much as well because um, obviously without OCs and DCs, like, it's pretty hard to make a good team. But, um, yeah, just those guys are, like, really smart. Most of them played college ball. So they really understand the game and love the game, and so I think that gives us a great edge as well. Mm-hmm. Would you guys think in, like, at four weeks into the season, you guys are one and three? West is one and three. Were you looking ahead and seeing like, man, the the Patriot game might be, it might you know neither neither one of us might have a chance to get in the playoffs. You know how different would that have been? Yeah, um, like I said, like the beginning of the season was tough. So I mean, it, it gets you kind of down a little bit when you see one and three. But the thing that our coaches have put on us this year is win the moment. And so instead of looking forward or like looking down on what's coming in the future, you just take it one step at a time and keep growing each each week and each practice. And um, I think that's really helped us because we keep our heads down. And um, like a lot of people always ask me at the end of the season, how do you think Patriots game going to be? But we always try to flip it back and tell them, how do you think what week one or week two is going to be? 
and that's the main thing that he's been pushing, and it's helped us a lot because we keep our head down, keep our head on on what's coming in like this week, and that's able to help us like really pay attention and get in some nitty gritty details and be able to really come out with some wins. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like another factor of uh, the Patriot game being Week Nine is that both teams, like I know at least for us, we our best team is where we are at right now. Like we wouldn't be the team we are right now without those games in the early season, without that devastating loss to Davison and Mount Pleasant. Like those things kind of built up our character to really like define and who we are and just like the comeback we comebacks we had this season just to bring back our record to what it is now back to 500 it's just like defined our team who we are like we're not going to quit even if we start one and three we're going to keep pushing to to do something with this season to like show the town that we we're still traverse city central Mm -hmm. um yeah you mentioned kind of just flip you guys are playing your best ball right now obviously your running backs are fun to watch at least from my eyes I know you on the offensive line must enjoy watching Arthur McManus just run downhill and be his because I know it was a couple games ago he said he was just finally coming back to his full self he was hurt a little bit and now he seems like he really is back to his full self as far as from an offensive line standpoint to have Arthur McManus and there's two other backs that you guys have just watch him run downhill talk about just the uh the growth that they've had from week one to week nine yeah, um, most of them are pretty young as well. So Peyton Waller and Arthur McManus, um, junior and sophomore, they're really young, and it's kind of um, sort of Arthur's first year. He's definitely first year in the starting spot with Breed last year, but um, he's doing really well because he, like obviously those devastating losses, not being able to get very many yards against elite defenses is hard, so it gets down on himself. But, um, and he's had some injury trouble in the past and first few weeks um, with his ankle and his knee but he's really starting to come back strong and um, Coach Odette's doing a great job of keeping him motivated and telling him that he's doing a great job so um, just that but then like as well as the offensive line was really young this year like uh, four of our five guys did not play offensive line last year so it was pretty tough but we're starting to come together as well which is helping him a lot because he knows he's got a lot more trust on the offensive line that they're going to open holes and give him lanes to run through. So, mm-hmm. What were you guys thinking of that uh, touchdown of his last week when he, it was kind of helicoptered into the end zone? Oh, yeah. That was that was crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember I was black and I look over and he's just going crazy and you're like, okay, that's a touchdown. <laughs> you're like, he's in for six and we'll take it. So, yeah, um, like that kid finds ways to find it the backside of the end zone and it's a, it's really impressive so mm-hmm. <clears throat> how how weird is it playing an offense like Bay City Western like like when you're on defense and you're a linebacker and they do that swinging gate where they take like three guys from the one side of the line and all of a sudden they move to the other side right before the snap like what adjustments do you have to make yeah as a linebacker I definitely get put with like one of the biggest tax, tasks on the field because I got to make sure that the D-line's all set in their positions right. And I already got the call in, our line call, and our D-line's already like has their assignment. But then the whole line shifts, and the strength is completely unbalanced the other way. And I got to make sure every guy on the line 
gets down to the other side. It doesn't just stay on the one side they're, they're used to. But at the end of the day, we executed it perfectly. And, I mean, there was a few times where we were a little late on those shifts, but I towards the end of the game, we were doing just fine, and guys were always in their spots, and our defense was playing great. Like, I couldn't ask for a much better def- performance out of every guy in our defense. Have you seen something like that before? Like, any team, like you in particular, that kind of resembles something like where everything just shifts the one way and you have to communicate it on a, on a on an instant? I mean, not really. Like, nobody really moves half their line to the other <laughs> side of the <laughs> line and the right before they snap the ball. So that was definitely a new one for me, especially they didn't even do that last year at all either. So that okay. was something that they installed this year. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this wow. little swinging gate sort yeah. of. What about you? Yeah. Do you, when, you when play I, defense too? Or I'm assuming. A little bit, a little bit. When you see something like that, obviously you being an offensive lineman on the offensive side, when you see a team doing that, what's going – you, would you love that or would you hate it? I just feel bad for those guys. <laughs> I'm like – like, I have enough trouble as it is just remembering what I'm doing. So when I'm switching sides and completely going to a different side of the side of the D-line that I don't even know, like, where they are, and they're still shifting right as we're snapping the ball, it's – I just – I would never be able to do that like that. Obviously, like, they've been running it for f- plenty of weeks, and so they got it under mm-hmm. their belt, and they did pretty solid. Like, when we watched the film, their offensive lines get into their guys. But like you, like you said, our, our defensive line took care of it, and – um was able to keep their cool and notice what was happening, which was which was great. So, yeah, I was I was taking photos during the game, and I I remember I could hear somebody up in the student section like distinctly say, "What do you think they're going to do this play? You think they're going to run it?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then I turned around, and I'm pretty sure it was Anthony Rival. <laughs> and uh, it was just it was just funny because yeah, they had not run us. I think it was into the second quarter, and they hadn't run a running or pass play yet. Yeah, and. Uh, but yeah, I mean they they run their offense and they're pretty dang good at it. So props to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And those games are always kind of fun for linebackers because you just know you're you're flying downhill, making a run fit. You don't have to worry about dropping back in the pass game and trying to cover a receiver. No, you're just flying, <laughs> flying down and hitting somebody. So you're, you're that's an exciting one to play against for an inside linebacker. And I guess the way that the that they're aligned and everything like that, you, you pretty well know where the ball's going. Oh yeah, they got that the fullback. Uh, I think modern day term calls would be sniffer, maybe because it's not like a true fullback. But he would just lead us right to the ball, and it was perfect because I could just go downhill, sprint right at him, and it would just take me right there. So, I mean, I would think this is a uh, good transition because obviously Travis City West runs runs a lot. They have their backs as well. Kind of nothing similar to the old line that. You just played against, but obviously yep. they run a lot with their backs that they have. Um, yeah, obviously we're in Traverse City West versus Traverse City Central Week. Um, just as a junior high, when you guys watch these teams in elementary school, when you guys watch these teams, now both of these are seniors, and you've never once, obviously, knock on wood, the front for you guys, lost against them. When you go into some a week like this, does your mindset change, or is it the same as it is every single week? As far as like rivalry games, like in this one in particular, the the mindset definitely changes a little bit. Also, expl- for someone who has never stepped on pads and played against, never played high school ball, like for me myself, I've never played. But I know, like playing against your arch rival, you want to beat them. But like as far as like the mindset wise, like 
just a little bit like how did it change for you yeah i mean it's a whole different game like this is the only game you walk on a thoroughby field and you'll get booed so like (laughs) it things (laughs) things change when that uh, that's the scenario like there's a lot more pressure you're not playing at home anymore you're playing or you are playing at home but you're not everybody's not a fan of you that's there like it's it's 50 50 split and and Obviously, we'd like to say, oh, we're the same team every week, but everybody definitely gets a little extra chip on their shoulder when this week comes around. And it's just because, obviously, like you said, going back to those middle school days when you're just a young guy just coming watching these and you'd be like, this is the best thing ever. And now you're the one that's playing in it. It's just, it's it's unreal. Yeah, and I mean... Every, yeah, like you said, like everybody likes to say that the mindset's the same, but there's that extra bit of adrenaline in your blood because you know that like it, it's West, like it's it's mm-hmm. tough not to say, um, and you want us to not say it, but it is. Um, but like it's also like going back to the middle school days. I I was like a water boy back then for Central, so I was on the field, and I remember looking up at the guys because I wasn't six four back then, but looking up at the guys, like, idolizing them. And then I remember, like, now I'm on, I'm on that sideline, like, playing for that game. And it's it's just a surreal moment. And that it, that extra bit of emotion really gives you a really big chip on your shoulder when you go into that game because mm-hmm. you you're so ready for it. So, so are you guys going to have to use the visitors' locker room oh, this week? Because no. West is a home team, right? Yeah, yeah, so Central, technically West is in the visitor side for ours. Like, we both have our own. Okay. So West's is our visitors, and then ours is West's visitors. Got you. So we do get to stay in the same place, but okay. um, it's weird coming out because you got, uh, especially on a w- our away games, because we have West student section above our uh-huh. our locker room. So like when we're walking out, oh, they make sure they know we know they're there. Do you hear so. them in the locker room? Because they're the locker. Yeah. The student section is right beneath you guys' locker rooms, so I'm assuming you obviously hear how loud they can possibly be oh yeah here's yeah. some things yeah so and like their band too like when you're in that in the locker room and there's another like two thousand people above you 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 totally feel it and it's just a different thing because you're you're sitting in the locker room trying to pay attention to coach and you got people stomping and bands playing and everything's going on above you and you're just trying to pay attention to what the coaches are trying to tell you at halftime and it's just it's a different different feeling so mm-hmm. what's the how, how other ways is the the atmosphere different just walking out in front of a packed house i mean normally your games have thousands of people at them but not ten thousand yeah. or so people at them what is it like walking out in front of like that many people yeah it's uh it's insane like you walk out and yeah you get cheers from your sideline during regular games and like you said it's only like five thousand people like um and he, you're like, yeah, I can't really hear. But then when you're coming out and you're trying to listen to your coaches, like give you pregame speeches and you actually can't hear them when you're two feet away, it, you're just like, what is going on? Like it's it's so loud, especially since both teams are trying to – because like on home games, obviously when you're on offense, your student section isn't cheering. Yeah. And when you're on defense, your student section is cheering so they can't hear the ball. But then you actually have a student section of the same amount of people yelling at you on offense. It's impossible to hear the quarterback. So you gotta like, you're, you're leaning back, like trying to keep your ear open for any single thing that you can hear, and it's it's really tough. So, 
Yeah, and it's just it's just different. Like you just don't hear that much noise at a regular home game, especially for I know our receivers they can't even hear the cadence, so they gotta like they gotta be and they're in their stance and they're looking all the way down at the ball at the line of scrimmage. And then I know I hate to admit it sometimes, but last year I played offensive line. <laughs> anyway, um I just remember, like, I couldn't even hear the quarterbacks say down last year, so I wouldn't even put my my hand in the dirt. I would just keep it out, and almost like I was just obviously past setting, but I was doing everything. I just couldn't even hear the cadence, and I was watching the ball too. So you wouldn't think, like, how many aspects all that noise and, like, stuff can affect the game, but it really does, like, especially for the offensive line who needs to hear play calls and, like, checks. Like, the O-line has to communicate to the other side if something changes or the defensive line does a stunt or something. So it, it changes the game a lot, but I like to think about it like in the pregame they have all this stuff going on with the veterans and all that, so it's like a lot more than the game. But then the game starts and you're like, I feel like your mind, your brain kind of just cancels out everything but the field. And it's just like mm-hmm. you're back in fifth grade playing the game. You vote played in every recess you know mm-hmm. did the coaches do anything to try to prepare for that extra noise <clears throat> or, or can you I, I honestly don't really think you can prepare it's it's most like on the fly adjustments if it's really that bad but we just going with the same game plan I think the receivers looking at the ball is a thing that we just always do in this one mm-hmm. but I'm I know for O-line like it's just on-the-fly adjustments. The quarterback's probably just got to pick up his voice a little bit. It'll definitely help us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with uh, with Braden, Braden Halliday at quarterback, he'd been in the game for three years, and so he knew exactly what it was, so he was helping us out, walking up to the line, um, like like being right next to the center and stepping over and telling each other. So it makes it easier with that. But, um, yeah, like you said, like there's nothing you can really do for that because it's an it's another level, another environment that's just con- unlike any other else, any other environment. So, mm-hmm. um, and before we started recording, you guys, we were talking about uh, hair <laughs> and hockey hair and getting getting trimmed unvolun- or involuntarily uh, a couple years ago when you uh, so you said there's kind of kind of a com- kind of a competition. Going on maybe for for the hockey season for who has the best hair? Or are you already out to win it? Because I mean, uh, I think I've already got it going. At this point, I might just be the clear winner for that one. <laughs> how long? How long did <laughs> it take? How long did it take you to get to where it is now? Uh, I was just growing this out all summer, and I was just like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever gonna cut it. I'm just gonna cut the sides down and just did let you, it hang. Did you have that? La- did you have that last year too? No, I it? I had shorter hair yeah, last year. Okay. I wasn't. I don't have all this, but <laughs> you like? Do you like the long hair, or do you you miss the short hair? I definitely like the long hair, just because I play football, hockey, and lacrosse, so I'm always wearing a helmet. So like, you gotta have at least some little bit of curls hanging out or something, you know. <laughs> I've been inspired by some people, so that's why I keep mine long too. Yeah. So keep keep doing you. Don't cut it, please. Okay. Yep. I'm inspired. Um, and then, so was it two years ago? During the was it was it playoffs? Yes, it was it was Love playoffs. Yes. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talk about that a bit. A bit yeah, what the, what the veterans. <laughs> <did>. <laughs> uh, 
So we had a pretty crazy offensive line that year. Um, as you know, Brett Weaver, Davis Hurley, Keegan Opper, uh, Gavin Grachek, and and Caden Warner, who was madman to say the least. Um, uh, yeah, so we had team mullets, and my mom did not let me get one uh, professionally done. So my team took it in their hands to give me one themselves. Um, and so that's how I ended up with the most disgusting haircut I've ever had in my life. So, yeah, that was a very interesting uh, talk with my mom when I got home. Those, <laughs> just uh, what happened, uh, yeah, I was uh, not my choice, but you know it happened. So, so Caden Warriors took a pair of shears to get in the yeah. parking lot, right? Yeah, yeah, so we were in uh, the parking lot. And um, the offensive line that practice told me to report to the parking lot next to Caden Warner's car. And uh, I'm, I'm standing there, and I see uh, Reed Seabase walk around the corner with a pair of clippers. And I'm like, well, it's going down. So I sat down in Caden's car, and they buzzed the sides. And, uh, Wait, did they do this in his car? They did it in the car? No, they, it was outside the car. Okay, I okay. Say it was outside man, the car. That's but, a vacuum. Yeah, it was vacuum like. Job. It was it was an interesting moment for sure to say the <laughs> how, least. How long did it take you to grow it back out? Oh boy, so it was what middle of November, early November. Um, I grew it back out till end of spring break, where then I ended up like fully buzzing it so I could fix the terrible hairline that I created. So I like my mom was like, the only way you can do this is just to buzz it. So buzzed it off, and uh, now it's it's back pretty normal, but. I don't know. We might have to do something, something here next week if we uh, make playoffs. Yeah. Well, there's well, there's nobody bigger on the team that's going to make you do it. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah, yeah this will be this will be uh, my choice, now. but uh, Jack Vanderheide might have to watch out. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, how how have things changed with the the move to the new league? As, as far as like two seasons in, right? not having you know, any weeks off. Yeah, you know, getting a, getting a good game every week. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it's been actually amazing because, um, like my personal opinion, because um, it just makes us play at another level. Like we would go into BNC games and be like, like it's a Salpino week. Like, like we can go <laughs> out there and, and put up a mediocre game and still win <laughs> by a few points. But um, yeah, having this edge of how we have to go out and play like 100% every single game or else we will lose is definitely a lot more helpful because, um, like, in my personal opinion, like, for myself, I, I have to come out and, like, I have to really, really focus, like, because each of the DNs that I've played have been, like, really solid DNs. So not only that, the helping me focus, it's made me, like, a better player overall, um, which has been super helpful and, and super amazing because um, – yeah, it just it just gives another edge, and then um, being in this new SVL, it, it gives you a better chance to have um, like really really good preseason games or like beginning of the season games or non league games because mm-hmm. like we see we played Davison, who's what number two in the state right now. So um, having that game at game three and then going into league play, you're like at your top level and you're knowing like how real ball is played. Yeah. And so then you go in and you, you play some pretty solid teams and um, yeah. So. Well, both from an offensive standpoint, because obviously, at least the game that I saw, um, obviously Mount Pleasant was a, 
a no pun intended pleasant game for you guys to be a part of. But what, like as far as like the offensive side from the shift from the BNC to the but yeah to the Saginaw, how, how like, the differences as far as just from a defensive side. Yeah, I mean it's it's changed a lot of things because the we see these teams that are such high caliber offenses who've been doing these things for years and unlike BNC who I felt like those teams were kind of still figuring themselves out adjust changing their making huge changes in their programs the programs we see downstate in the SVL these programs have been here and they've like made impacts every year in the league so I think the biggest change was you see these high caliber offenses and they quickly expose things on your defense and like just expose the weak links, kind of, kind of how like Bay City Western, how it was a super. I'd say like for the defense, it really made our assignments important because if there was just one guy not doing what he needed to, they would find it and they could just run at him. But besides the point, in the early seasons, in the early season, uh, we saw. Davison, obviously one of the Division One state contenders, and that we saw what these good teams would do to us, and it allowed our coaches and our team to make adjustments on the way we play to kind of, mm-hmm. or not kind of, but just make adjustments so that we can stick around with these teams now. We can beat them, and we have. So I feel like it's a great thing for us to play these high-caliber teams, especially defensive-wise, because we're going to make mistakes. Not everyone's going to be perfect, and it just helps us. Now we're in Week 9 Patriot game. Now we know the mistakes we've made against these really good teams in the previous weeks, and we know what we need to do to fix them and perform and execute our mm-hmm. assignments to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also talking about the, the annual offensive line tradition of going to the Asian buffet. Love that. Uh, does everybody go, or is it just the, just the you line? You yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. goes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's everybody. So, um, yeah, after our preseason scrimmages, everybody, our whole team goes, okay. and um, obviously it's all you can eat. So, we get some food at the beginning because we're all starving because we obviously. we never we don't eat after our scrimmages and just go straight there. Obviously. And so we're just down in food. Mm-hmm. But then they have these uh, little ice cream cups that are like, I don't know, they're super small little Dean's ice cream cups and uh every single year we get in trouble because we eat so many of them that they run out of stock in the back (laughs) so it's on a Wednesday so then they don't have any ice cream for like the rest of the week until Saturday so they started charging us for the case if we eat so many of them so um I think so our state championship run they got 257 ice cream cups as a team and um, that's been the record since. We hit 200 this year, I think. <laughs> Something close to that. Um, but then we were, we were getting charged, so we were like, yeah, we'll just whatever. What does Coach think about this when he hears like, oh. my boys are like, <laughs> robbing, like, they love yeah, it. robbing this place blindly with ice cream cups. Yeah, they, they love it. They think it's so funny. <laughs> um, we tell them all the stories of how much food we eat. Has Coach like, ever gone with you guys to any of these? Like to watch no. you guys devour? They, from what you told us, five plates of yeah asian buffet foods yeah they they leave us to it they uh <laughs> they're like well because yeah probably like we don't want none of this yes yes this. they're like if you guys get in trouble you're dumb and we don't want to be <laughs> we don't want to be there we don't want to be a part of it so yeah. they just uh they led us to it and 
we sure do eat some food. So I think the oh, I think the two years ago the O line went by themselves once. Yeah. And and was over a hundred bulls. Yeah. That's just the O line. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So two years ago, like I said, our our line was huge. Like we averaged probably close to six two. I want to say like 265, 270. On average, probably, yeah. Yeah, that was like our average offensive line, and that's There's our a, biggest that's offensive line this year. So it, it was like they were freaks, man. They downed some food. Like I'm not surprised that they finished so many bowls of food because they, they were some big dudes. So. I could probably guard better than New York Giants last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was oh, just sure if anyone heard that. I just said that so quietly. <laughs> Uh, offensive line is struggling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you guys are you guys are hoping to be eating well. Yes. On Friday. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, well, best of luck and everything in the Travis City Patriot game and in playoffs. Does it look like even if you were to lose that game, you would make the playoffs? Um. Yeah. It's, you have to win that game. It's uh. Playoffs? It's all up in the air right now. Like yeah. the the um. Like I said, our early season games against big teams obviously gave us an edge. So. Um, if we do end up four and five, it's it's not end of the world. Like we still have a possibility of pulling a slot, but um, mm-hmm. it'll definitely if we win, it's a hundred percent chance in. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, and even with a win, um, I think we still have a possibility of or just with a win, we have a possibility of hosting a playoff game as well, mm-hmm. which would be huge for us because I know last year we didn't get the good luck of the draw in the playoff matchup, yeah. so. This year, if we could maybe have a put up some more playoff points, we'll see. With a win from West, it would help tremendously to maybe secure another home game. So we're we're always fighting for that as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Well, best of luck to you guys. Like I said in the in the Patriot game, um, and uh, we'll see you on Friday night. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, thank you to Jackson and Glenn for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio. Before we get into our interview with Kyler and Parker, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich with the Jimmy John's app. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, James Jordan, you guys had your conversation with Kyler Brunin and Parker Kirshner uh, later this evening, actually, as we're recording this before you guys had a chance to talk to them. They had to go to practice. But let's get into that conversation right now. Traverse City West, Kyler Brunin and Parker Kirshner. Two of our Patriot game preview interviews here. We've got Traverse City West senior Kyler Brunin. Thanks for having me. And Parker Kirshner. Good to be here. Uh, you guys are coming off a, a nice win last week, 35 to nothing against Bay City Central. How how big was it just to get that to get that win to have that momentum coming into this game that you got this week against TC Central? Um, it was big. You know, a win, everyone's always in better spirits, and especially in a game like that, grass field, not the best grass field, and then just mud bullets. It was a really fun game, and it was a, definitely a big confidence booster. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, football is all about momentum, and to have that momentum going into this big game is great for the team. Mm-hmm. So Bay City still has grass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How, how bad did it get then by the end of the game? Because, I mean, all of Michigan it was, was raining it was really, week. It was really bad. There was, like, a lot of holes in it to start, and then by the end our sideline was all just a big mud puddle. We had probably half a foot of water in there. How dirty were the jerseys? How dirty were you guys' jerseys by the game? I mean, we went from white to brown really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. But isn't that what football is all about, though? Like yeah, getting, I mean, getting nitty and gritty? Yeah, I think it was, it was a good showing of what football is all about. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fall in, fall in northern Michigan or just Michigan? Well, eastern Michigan, I guess. In general. Bay City. But uh, what's it like been What's it been like with the, the Saginaw Valley League now? You guys, this is your second go-around in this. Um, how's it been with the, the extra-long road trips? And, uh, I mean, what, your, your closest league f- opponent is two hours away. Uh, what's it been like for you guys for that, from that perspective? Um, well, you know, honestly, I feel like the team benefits from the long road trips. We get to spend a lot of time with each other uh, on the on the bus. And, you know, the teams are a little tougher than BNC, but I think it's good for us. And in the future, the team or the, we're just going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's we've had a lot of improvement from last year to this year, and it's um just kind of the adjustment to the quick play because uh, it's all a bunch of bigger schools. We're into the D1 schools now and uh it's just it's a different style of play and uh, i think we're fitting in well with it mm-hmm. what are your guys favorite things to do on the bus trips i'm a big sleeper i i usually i usually put the beats on and pass out till i don't know 20 minutes before we're there What's mm-hmm. the, what music is playing when you're knocked out are you playing soothing songs are you playing something it uh else? it depends sometimes i'll go with the the fan noise sometimes i'll go with the fans to put me out but uh sometimes a little country music nice yeah yeah, I'd have to agree. I also like uh, conversations that happen at the back of the bus. There's nothing like it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just coming off that, that win, you've got the Patriot game now. How much does this game mean to you guys? I mean, the the playoffs are a pretty unlikely, I think, at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with the, with the math the way it is. So how much does getting this game mean for you guys to, to have this be a successful season? Uh, this this game means everything. It's Central West. It's the it's the biggest game of the year. Probably the one of the bigger high school. Probably the biggest high school game up north. It's uh it's packed and it's just it's the main focus now. With playoffs aren't too likely, so all we can do is just go out and play this game. And if we win, we get a chance at playoffs. Also, like you play spoiler. Because obviously TC Central needs this win in, in order for them to get into playoffs. Exactly. You guys can play spoil and be like, ha-ha, yep. no more. So as far as like mindset-wise, we asked this with TC Central as far as mindsets going into this game. Is it different every other game for you guys? Or is this one just like, a, okay, we know what we have to do. We know what we have to execute. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's definitely a bigger game, but in, in the end of the day, it's a game. And you can't, you can't really go at it with a different mindset. You just got to go at it with the mindset you have for every game you want to win yeah yeah i'd agree took the words right out of my mouth mm-hmm. you guys have both played in this game before though in the patriot game Sorry. how much how much different is this than from a, a quote-unquote normal home game for you guys i mean the just the atmosphere of it the 
I mean, there's Central versus West, but then there's thousands of people there. I mean, there's double what you'd normally get at a home game. It's it's the atmosphere is insane, and I don't know, there's no nothing else like it. Yeah, you can't really hear anything, so uh, that changes, and it's no matter how good one team is, it seems like it's always it's always close. It's always close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, last year went down to the final play. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, uh, how much does it mean uh, you guys haven't beaten Central in a couple years? So mm-hmm. how much would it mean to, to end that streak and your high school career on that note? It would really mean everything. It would be it would trump all other football experiences, especially with the new coach. Just that win would be big for him and uh, in the future of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. How, how big of a difference has it been with Coach Wagner this year? I think he's made some uh, good changes. Um, necessary changes. I think he's adapted well with the team. I think the team's adapted well with him. Um, obviously, it wasn't the wasn't the record or the season that we were hoping for, but I think for it being his first year and us adjusting to the new playbook, I think we did pretty good. I think it mm. worked out well. Yeah, it's just uh, it was like a different style of coaching that we had to get used to, and uh, I don't know. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about going to Army and going through the whole recruiting process. I mean, I know you um, had some offers from, like, D1 schools fairly early mm-hmm. on, um, but uh, how did that whole process go with you? Um, it was it was pretty tough because um, at that point we lost all of our coaches. So I had the help of Coach Vaughn, but not really anybody else. And um, a big, big thanks to Mr. Esper. He helped me a lot with the recruiting, but um, – a lot of it was just going, reaching out to these coaches, you know, send the film to 25, we'll see it, and just um, just making opportunities happen. Mm-hmm. How many camps did you go to? Did you lose track after a while? Not, I didn't do too many. Um, no. A lot of family friends were big into this. A few of them are coaches, and you don't want to do too many because then you'll get worn out before the season even starts. So I think I only did maybe three or four each year. Mm-hmm. What was it about Army there that, uh, that drew you there? Um, really just the atmosphere is crazy. As soon as you get onto campus, you know, it's all gated off, and it's just the history in there, a couple hundred years old, all the buildings, and then just the coaches. Coach Cronin's awesome. He um, he recruited one of my friends when he was down at Florida, so it was kind of cool making, like, a connection there. And then Munkin's just an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Um. We, one of the things we were talking about in the intro for the for the podcast is we were debating our, our favorite and least favorite Halloween candies. So, uh, you guys, what is what are some of your favorites and and ones that if somebody puts it in your bag, you're like, really? I mean, my favorite's got to be Reese's peanut butter cups. Somebody puts that in my bag, and I'm through the roof excited. <laughs> I, see, I don't know about that. I'm, I don't like Reese's. I'd say that. I'd say that's on the bottom for me. Yeah, yeah. The first person I've think, ever heard in I my just life. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan. And what's yours? No, don't don't, don't like the texture. Guy. Is it the texture? Not even. It's just I don't know. I just <laughs> never really liked them. And what's yours? I'd say top is probably Twix or Kit Kat. Okay. Okay. Those I are my, can, those are my tops. I can totally go with those. I can't really pick one, but uh, yeah. So if uh, did how, you, how about bad? Ooh. What's your worst one? It's like, what's one that you see in a bag? You're like, does anyone else want theirs? Like, Probably. Oh, like, like when I was a kid, every once in a while, somebody would, they would, 
instead of doing candy, they would like throw pennies in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got that. So you would like get you know money. I would assume now it's probably nickels, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, bad? Probably probably nerds. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, not a big, wow. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I don't dude. know. I'm not a... Somebody throws, like, three musketeers in my bag. That's that's where I have problems. I don't know. I'm not a big no? three musketeers guy. But nerds, I, 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 like my, I like myself some nerds. Yeah, me too. Are you a vampire or Twizzlers? Or oh, neither? I don't mind Twizzlers. Okay. Me too. Okay. Twizzlers. Am I the only one that's a red vine guy? What's the what's the weirdest that you've ever like like that somebody has been given out that you're just like that's not candy or just a weird candy or I don't know it's it's been a while there was a there was a lady in my neighborhood who used to give out carrots and it was like no. I do I no, do remember no, that nobody no wants way. carrots we had one of those too in the did old they leaf give you ranch with these carrots yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> carrots that's awesome wow. That's something I, I never I, heard. Trying to look out for you and keep healthy, right? So I, I respect so. that. <laughs> I respect that. Um, now I, I was looking on, on Max Preps, and actually, you're f- according to Max Preps, you're fifteenth in the state in punting average. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was at one point. I was number two. I was number two at one point, mm-hmm. but then uh, our coaches were calculating it wrong. They were doing it from the line of scrimmage, not or they were doing it from where I kicked it, not the line of scrimmage. Uh, so that happened for uh, one game. Uh, then after that, they changed it all, so it went down. Uh, <laughs> you gonna get a punted army? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, if, if they need it, then I'll be there. But uh, I don't know. That's you not would, the plan. You always gotta have mm-hmm. an emergency punter slash kicker. I mean, you've seen you all never these. Know. You never exactly. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. seen all these. Kickers and punters. We get you and Warren Asher together from St. Francis and have a big guy punt off because yes. he's their punter too, and he's yeah, pretty he good. He's a big boy. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and the Central guys earlier were talking about uh, you know eating stories and how the team goes to Asian buffet, does that kind of stuff, and sees how much they can eat. Does West have anything, anything like that, or any other team traditions that you do kind of outside of practice that everybody does together? We used to go bowling. We haven't done it yet this year, but last year we went. It was the the Sunday before the Patriot game. We went bowling with the whole team. It's just something that we did. Who's a bowler? Who's a bowl? Like who's someone who's like a serious bowler on the team? Isaac Kelsey. Isaac Kelsey. Isaac Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> he can do everything. He was the bowler. <laughs> he does seem like a jack of all trades kind of guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's everywhere. Basketball, baseball. <laughs> was there anybody who was really really bad, like hadn't bowled before? And most of us. Yeah, <laughs> most of yeah. us were very good. There's, there's probably a few zeros on there. A few? Oh, yeah. A lot of gutter, a lot of gutter balls? Yeah. <laughs> um, I asked, I'm I'm going to mess this up again, so please correct me. I asked you this pregame. Um, your running back is so fun to watch, at least from my vantage point. How cool is it to block for a guy like that? Because Coach Wagner waves, waves a lot about him. He's oh, a huge... How, so from your vantage point, and maybe from yours, how, how cool is it to watch him just mow guys and when he's running downhill? It's awesome. He's a dog. There's, he's just a dog. I mean, <laughs> it's it's fun to be able to block for him and see what he can really do because uh, there's sometimes the blocks aren't there and he still makes a hole. So uh, when the hole's there and he can get through it, it's he he makes stuff happen. Mm-hmm. You ever have to ta- tackle him in practice? Fortunately, 
Not me. <laughs> no, that's not usually me. Me neither. I'm I'm usually on the same side as him. I try to stay on that <laughs> side. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you play on defense, though, right? Yeah. So you, I mean, you play wide corner. receiver and then, yeah. Yeah, I usually like to leave it to the outside linebackers to stop him before he gets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's fun to watch, man. Yeah, that's that's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys have talked about the the new coaching staff and everything uh, being a wide receiver have you been like maybe we should put this play in and throw the ball to me a little bit <laughs> sometimes i like to be able to do that but um they're pretty they're pretty disciplined and they like to they like to share the share the glory and get the ball around but um yeah i, I usually trust what they what they have what they put in and um see where that takes us mm-hmm. leave it up to the coaches mm-hmm. do you have like mm-hmm. uh not like to give like a scouting report or anything like that away or anything like that, but like, what is your favorite route to run? Ooh, I like mm-hmm. myself an arrow, simple route. Nice. Get the ball, turn around, and get to do line. something with yeah. it. Yep. You get it right at the edge of the sideline. You got so many options from there. Nice. Simple. Um, what about you? As far as like, obviously, I know you're on the offensive line, but. Maybe it was like in practice, some random Wagner just started just to mess around with the offensive line. Say, hey, you, why don't you uh, go on a post, see what happens. See, I'm a, I'm a big fade guy. I like to go up and get it. Cause, uh, Love that. You know, I like a good head tap. You know. <laughs> yes. That's, that's my route right there. <laughs> you're, you're tall, too. I mean, oh yeah, that helps. It does. And then obviously it's going to be very hard to bring you down because yep. you're a big dude. Uh, <laughs> Remind me what it was, because I know I asked you this when the season first started. What's your height and what's your weight once, once again? Yeah, I'm I'm six four, about two seventy five. Yeah, you know I'm not. That's gonna take the entire. In the way of that. <laughs> that defensive <laughs> line to bring you down. What do you bench press? Uh, three fifty. <laughs> nope, not me, man. No. But Parker's like, I could win in the forty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Until got him in the floor. Oh! <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be close, actually, though. You'd be surprised you got... how fast you can move. Yeah? But... Is that from your track team experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys raced before? Like, outside of practice or, like, during, like, off-season where it's like, all right, let's see if we can, who's the fastest 40 time? No, but I think we definitely should. I, I think, I I think that should love... be something we yeah. do. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to happen. Who would be, like, the fastest guy on the team? Besides the running back. Probably Drew Esper. Probably, be, probably Drew. Probably, Maybe probably Wally. Drew. Maybe Wally. Drew Wally. I'd say Wally and Drew. Drew's pretty fast. Yeah. So, so, Wallace, so is Wallace, though. Yeah, he's Wallace. Fast. He's fast, fast, too. He's got like those long that. legs. They mm-hmm. help him out. He's got long yeah. legs. He's got long reach. He's used to hurdling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how, much does the, how much of the football team is on the track team, too? I'd say... I'd say probably sixty percent. Yeah, yeah. Because we have amount. most of the whole line throwing. We got a few of them that do like lacrosse. I don't think any of the line plays baseball. No. But uh, I, most of the team is in a spring sport. Yeah. Not every one of them. Coach Morrow's done a great job of getting everybody on the track team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much has I helped you as far as transitioning from last year into this year from going to track and field and then boom switch? Track's over big. To... I mean, just the just. Like getting um, flexibility, you know, we stretch, and then just speed and flexibility, that's huge. Put the weight on in the summertime before football, kind of lean down a little bit during track season. It's good. As far as, like, 
an army scene or what you can do on a track field. I'm like, hey, maybe uh, you can be a part of our track team too. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Exactly, you never know. <laughs> they haven't even have you even reached out about throwing for them? <laughs> no, I haven't. No? No. You haven't, put, you haven't put it out there? <laughs> not really. I feel like I'm not quite at the mark where I'd send it out to colleges. Yeah. Something that just dawned on me, we were talking about you punting. What's the furthest, what's the distance, longest distance as far as that you punted a ball? In game? In general. Um. How far can you get it? What's the, how far can you get it and what's the hang time? I had in practice a couple weeks ago pregame, I had, I think it was 60 in the air. <sighs> it was, I don't know where it came from, but uh, That's it was. impressive. It was yeah. up there. That's enough time to get the entire team to that side. Oh, yeah. Fear the living heck out of the kick returner. Were you the returner on that one? I th- I'm pretty sure I was. Before <laughs> that. I you mean, I, I was, like, looking at it, and it was still coming. And then I, like, started, started backpedal, <laughs> and it was still coming. And then, like, by the time the ball got to me, they were all over me. So, yeah, it's, it's impressive. I love punters. That's why I'm just a big special teams guy. Whenever I see a great special teams block or a good special teams punt, that's – I get very excited for that. Maybe it's just because I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan, and he's a punter. Yep. And so, like, punting is just something that I've learned to love. So I can appreciate a good 60-yard hang time. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Uh, how how, uh, how did you get into do, to being the punter? Yeah. Um, it was. It's always kind of been a joke in practice because my practice punts usually aren't too good. Huh? And so I've always... I've always been fired from the job. <laughs> I get I got fired all the time until Isaac went down, and they're like, "Hey, I know we fired you, but uh, we need you you're back. the next man up. You're the punter now." It was this. It was this season, no? Yeah. Yeah. I think season. it was at that game, and you punted a ball. Yep. That's right. Bay City Western. It yep. Was, <laughs> yep. It's a little scary, but it's it's fun being able to know you can run it if you need to get that first down. <laughs> you who have who a would be the next it? one after you? Yeah, wait, who is? Dougie. It's been Dougie. Dougie Rice. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. He's like a legit soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Soccer players are always the specialists. Yeah, Yeah, but why have a soccer player when you have a guy who literally can kick a 60-yard bomb? Like, come on, man. Every now and then. (laughs) Every now and then, exactly. Yeah. I would love to utilize that, dude. That's that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I was at a game earlier this year where a team had to use their third-string punter in a game. Oh, no. Uh, the starter like pulled, pulled a muscle or something like that, and the backup had played in the JV game and had already played his fifth quarter earlier in the game, oh. and he was the he's the backup punter, so they had to go with, like a third third string guy who had never punted in a game before. We, we had that against Bay City Western, yeah. and Isaac went down, and then I was up, and then I started cramping, and it was game on the line. I think there was what there's probably like a minute left. We were on like our own five yard line, and we had to put our third string punter in. And as wow. soon as he got the ball, he started fiddling with it, trying to find mm-hmm. the laces, and he almost got, got blocked. blocked. <laughs> was that Dougie? No, that no, was no. Colin Rotola. Okay. Ooh. We didn't we didn't have to recruit Dougie to punt yet at that time. <laughs> we didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that game against Bay City Western, I mean, that was the eight to seven one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you yeah. guys just close. Was game. it like playing in a game like that? That's that tight, that low scoring, just kind of knock down, drag out type game. I mean, it's it's nerve wracking, but it's fun. Just look them in the eyes, knowing you can stop them, and then you get the ball back. You got to drive. They make a good stop, and then it's just back and forth. It's a it's a fun game. 
Yeah, I mean, like being a being a corner, like a DB, you know, like they're most likely going to try to pass it. So you just got to stay deeper than them. And it's stressful, but it's it's the game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. What what so far this season? What has been has been the most fun game for you guys? Not necessarily just because of the score or anything like that, but what has been kind of one of the most more fun or enjoyable games for you guys? I liked. I like the pink game against Midland Dow. Yep, I mean, it, being a home Dow. game, and it was a close game, so, like, you had the adrenaline all game. And, I don't know, you just got your home crowd there. It was awesome, the whole atmosphere, everything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about the bleacher creatures a little bit. I mean, <laughs> the, the West... <laughs> West, uh, you know, cheering section's pretty legendary. Would have been would have been some of the, the the best things they've done this year. I don't even know. Just everything I they like, do is awesome. Yeah, I mean, they. Like, I mean, they show up to every game. I mean, you look at volleyball games, yeah. soccer games, football games. They're going to a cross country meet tomorrow. I mean, they're 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 all over the place. They they support just West. You guys are loud. Yeah, they are, they're awesome. You're <laughs> loud. Like, I I can't wait to join them during basketball season. Cheer on the basketball team. Like I always had mm. one of my favorite things to ask like opposing coaches and opposing like players is like the dealing with you guys this crowd. Yeah. They always say it's it sucks, but we have to pull through. <laughs> you know, my mind I'm like, yeah, I believe it because even I can't even hear my own thoughts when I'm watching the game. Right. Yeah, you're loud, so they keep it up. Honestly, yeah. mm. it's cool. What did they do for the pink game? They were pink. <laughs> well, there's a lot, a lot of pink. There's a lot of pink. I mean, anything distinguished. Like Central at their pink game, they had a kid that was there in a pink bathrobe. Yes. They had a, they had a, in they the had front a pro, row cheering. A couple uh, guys, because it was a little warmer at that game, um, a couple guys that came in like full painted. I mean, their whole body was just painted pink, like face, head to yeah. toe, everything about them. I'd the best is probably Jack. Jack Griffiths was Jack pink body paint with like a pink skirt on. It was yeah, he, he mean, was he was committed. I mean, those guys go all world. out. That's dope. I mean, we I I went to like one of the Pop Warner games that Saturday, like the next day, and the field was just covered in like pink streamers and just everything. I mean, they went all out. They they. they does your AD does uh, Jason your athletic director ever like tell you guys like, all right, I know you guys. Yeah, I know you guys have a reputation there, being the loud, being crazy, being kind of obnoxious a little bit. But did you ever tell you guys to scale it back as far as like? Just he might have. I don't. <laughs> I don't really know. I haven't. I mean, he'll come. I'm in Senate. He'll come to the Senate room sometimes, and he'll tell us like, because sometimes the section will start booing, and you can't you can't boo the refs, and so he'll tell us that we got to try to stop that much as much yeah as much as we can. But uh, as you as your friends like when you guys are playing. Like, ever tell you stories about how, like, because you just said it, you went to a Pop Warner game on Saturday and the field was still covered with streamers. Someone got to clean that up. And it definitely isn't the students, and it definitely ain't you guys. It's the people that, obviously, that Jason hires to go and clean that up. Mm-hmm. Did you ever tell you guys to not bring those in and not have those? I think he has. He does. <laughs> He's tried. But uh, it's, 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 hard. it's hard. And, uh, it's hard to stop us. No it worked. <laughs> Clearly. Now, now the Senate has a, a lot to do with the uh, with the Patriot game now, right? Mm-hmm. More so than than just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, with r- kind of running everything. I mean, the the two student senates, I think, kind of run mm-hmm. everything yeah, with the 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 fundraising efforts and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about that and and what all that involves from your guys' vantage point. Yeah, I mean, I this is my first year on it, so I don't know um, all the ins and outs of it just yet. But uh, I know Charlie, our governor, she does a lot with the 
governor at Central to help make sure that the funds for or the funds the um yeah I guess the funds from like the Patriot game go to the right people and make sure they go to the right groups organizations mm-hmm. and yeah uh, who's uh I know they do the thing with the competition so you can sell the most most shirts are you guys like actively out there We're, walking those we are we are advertising them 24 <laughs> 7 during at least during lunch all all during lunch every lunch um making sure that we we sell more than central it's a little <laughs> little tiny competition that we got going on there mm-hmm. just one nice. of the just one of the other central mm-hmm. west competitions right. i mean you guys could play each other in soccer on thursday if mm-hmm. uh it's possible yeah if central mm-hmm. wins their their pre-district game or their first round mm-hmm. game so you guys don't ha- well you have dougie that's on the Mm-hmm. on the soccer team too anybody else that's on the soccer team i think he's the only one he's the only one on varsity at least i'm not yeah, quite sure about jv okay so you have him and asher paul going head to head two nights in a row yeah yeah <laughs> <It'd be something>. <laughs> <laughs> wow um what a week yeah but just ultimately what is it you hope to get out of the, the patriot game i mean aside from just just a win what is what what's best case scenario for you I mean, I mean, obviously the win, but then also like the fundraising and um, just the background of the Patriot game is just awesome. Um, goes to a great cause and something that uh, it's just it's like the deeper the deeper meaning of why we play and um, the people mm-hmm. that make us able, or I guess really just the people that give us the opportunity to play with um, keeping us safe and just. Mm-hmm. Just letting us play the great game every day yeah. while they fight. Being that you're going to Army, does this mean a little? Does it take on a little different meaning it, uh, this year? It oh. does. It's it's got a little deeper meaning. It um, I'm mean? excited for that too. It's, I've just it's I see it in a different way really now, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm say for me, man. I'm good. Cool. Well, thank you guys for stopping in after practice, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you have a, a good week of practice and a good game on Friday. Yeah, thanks for having us. We'll be seeing you there. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you again to Kyler and Parker, as well as Jackson and Glenn, for sitting down with James and Jordan in what has become a marathon episode of the Get Around podcast. We are over an hour right now of our section alone. <laughs> Plus, you guys are going to be doing two interviews that try to keep to a half an hour if Got you, you could. Got you. I think that's the, we'll go for it. We'll go that's for that. the, that's oh, the yeah. best way. 30 minutes or under would under. be, like would be I- ideal, uh, yep. I think, just for my mental health. Yeah. It's like dominoes. 30 for all of us. For so. all of our mental health. <laughs> so, all, all right. Um, let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame and nominate three athletes for the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, as I said last week. More exclusive than the Traverse City Yacht Club. More exclusive than the Traverse City Country Club. More exclusive than getting a library card from the Traverse City Public Library. Uh, so my nomination this week for the Get Around Hall of Fame, Charlotte Boyd's Landon Swanson uh, in the Raiders' 44-7 victory over Tawas. He carried the ball just four times, but he had 88 yards and then included a 56-yard TD run. Also had a whopping 18 tackles, three of those tackles for a loss, and ran for a two-point conversion as well. 
Charlevoix with a big win on Saturday, right? Did they play Saturday? That was right. Yeah, I think they played. Saturday. Yeah, they did. They played Saturday. Saturday. Wrapped up a yep. Wrapped up a Northern Michigan football conference. Title. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and won a title uh, on the oh, on top uh, of the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the same time. Congratulations! Forgot to, the NMFC leaders legacy. Leaders. Leaders. Was it leaders? So. <laughs> I can't keep the conferences straight either. No, that's Nothing another thing. Leaders. Yeah, legends is the big schools. I don't. Did I tell this the story the on the schools. podcast of when I was on uh, like a live Facebook stream with uh, Seven and Four's Harrison Beebe, and he asked me a question about conferences, and I froze like a deer in the headlights. No, because I was like, uh, I don't, man, know I don't even one. think about conferences this early in the <laughs> season. I don't start thinking about conferences until we get a little bit, you know, later in, and I had to fumble my way through. I think I said Big North and Ski Valley, and Ooh. then Harrison was just like, all right, man, we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, so it is the Northern Michigan Football Conference leaders. leaders. East Jordan is the legacy. Okay. All right. James, your nomination. Yeah, what about yours? Audrey Lefebvre from Trevor City West. Uh, she had 20 kills, 5 aces, and 17 digs as Trevor City West beat Cadillac in 5 sets. Uh, last week to uh, to beat the Division Two runner-ups and uh, and put themselves in position here to uh, mathematically still be alive for the Big North Conference. Capital F or lowercase f? Have, have we gotten uh, a good answer on this yet? We got the we figured it out with Mackenzie Biz- Bisball. We know that's a capital K. Yeah. In Mackenzie Bi- Mackenzie Bisball, but Correct. I need to know because it's Traverse City West has it both ways online. Yes. I think it's a capital F. I, think I it thought is it too. was too. Yeah. If they're listening to this, try please to find tell out. us. Please. Let's try like, to... Let, we'll, well, Lily Bauman, when she sends it to us, says, uh, always puts it with a capital F. So I'm going to go with... with I'm going to go with Coach. My, bring up Emily Bauman here real quick. Just one of my favorite things. Uh, former Traverse City Record Eagle sports reporter Andrew Rosenthal was notorious for leaving off one of the N's in Emily Bauman. Mm-hmm. Uh, always spelled it with just one N. Uh, at the end, it drove me crazy. I don't, I, I don't know how many times I had to tell him. I'm like, it's, it's two ends, uh, and it's like I don't know if he didn't believe me or something, uh, and he or he just was a habit, or, or yeah, or it was just a habit. Um, but I remember going in. I think it was, it was covering the West Central Volleyball last year, and I grabbed uh, one of the rosters and I looked at the roster. Uh, yeah, and it didn't have. One N at the end of it. It also didn't have two N's. Oh. It had three. <laughs> so it was Emily Bauman. And uh, I, I, I just thought that was, I, I, it just seemed perfect. It was very That was perfect. awesome. That's beautiful. So <laughs> That's beautiful. All right, Jordan, your nomination as I get us off on another digression. My apologies. <laughs> no, you're good. I talk too much. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going back to district soccer uh, with Kalkaska's Logan Whiteford scored a hat trick against Sheboygan to help his squad advance to the semifinals and districts. All right, let's vote then. Uh, 18 tackles is quite a lot, especially with some for three losses. Um, I like Landon Swanson on that one. All right, we got one for Landon Swanson. Jimmy okay. James? Uh, I'll go with Lefebvre just because beating Cadillac and having 20, di- 20, <laughs> 20 kills, five aces, 17 digs is a lot. It, it, yeah, in that against Cadillac too. You know what's funny is like I was gonna vote for Logan Whiteford. Oh jeez, oh, so just because I was like, well, we don't really we give this. we don't really give Calcasca that much love, right? No, we oh yeah, we try so, to when we can. So I was this was, I was it. I was, this I was is gonna, our chance. Well, then do it. For him. 
Uh, Such as. All right, fine. Landon <laughs> Swanson, Audrey Lefebvre, and Logan Whiteford, you are not, now all inducted into a club. It is getting less exclusive by the week. Uh, That's exclusive. Good it's only three people a week get in. <laughs> For good That's reason. pretty exclusive. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan, and congratulations on being our Athletes of the Week. Let us wrap up the show now. Happy endings, uh, and I'm sure we're all happy to be ending this podcast <laughs> uh, because it has been a long, long episode. It's a heck of a long one. Um, we said it before, though. Like we said it before the podcast started. There's going to be a long one. Yeah, I, I, I'm like they, I told we you, it was gave be the a size, king size show. That's that was just how it was going to be. Um, I, I'll, I'll get us started. I took Wednesday off last week. Beautiful. I drove down to, and I mentioned this on the podcast, I drove down to Pentwater, uh, which is where I got uh, my dog Luna, uh, who passed away in April. I got her, uh, brought her home actually on October 13th, 2008. Uh, I found her uh, in a small rusted out cage on uh, October 11th, two Mm -hmm. days before. And I brought her home that was a Saturday. I brought her home uh, uh, on Monday. So I went back there, and it was a cloudy, gray day. Very cloudy, very gray, very overcast, pretty chilly. And I was like, well, we, I went to the spot where I found her, and it stayed gray. And then I decided, I'm like, well, let's go to our favorite beach. And so I took my dog, Saint. I took her ashes, Luna's ashes, and we went there. Uh, and I thought we would just stay for a little bit. Um, if, if you guys get a chance to uh, read my column that was published Sunday, I wrote about this day. And uh, walked down there. It was still gray. And I noticed a little bit of sunshine to the south. A little bit of white clouds, a little bit of blue sky. I thought, you know what, let's, let's just walk south. And so I just started walking south. And as I was walking, things started to clear up. And it turned into one of the most beautiful fall days that I had ever seen, uh, ever experienced in my entire life. Uh, And no one was around, because who's walking the beach on a Wednesday in Pentwater? True. Mm -hmm. No one. When it's in the 50s. When it's in the 50s. (laughs) Yeah. And I decided that we were just going to walk until the sunset. So we walked for about two hours. We walked south for two hours. And during that time, saw two bald eagles fly out of a tree and then head north. And that was really cool because bald eagles have always had a special spot for me. Got you. Uh, I was big into bald eagles when I was younger. I have dozens of bald eagle statues. Do you have a t-shirt, bald eagles? I don't have a t-shirt. I did when I was younger, but I don't now. Oh, okay. Uh, And so when I saw those two, I kind of saw them as the spirits of my two dogs who I've lost in the last uh, three years. And that was really beautiful. Uh, The sunset was gorgeous. The sky was amazing. The water was crystal clear. And, and, I mean, I was, I took so many photos. Uh, It was, and and I've looked through them so many times. It, it It was gorgeous. I saw a huge buck with big horns. Uh, on a grassy, rocky dune. And this guy, he took off running, and then he came back, and he stopped, and he just stared at me and my dog. And then he took off again. Oh, wow. That was amazing. What else? 
And by the time we got back, uh, there was just a little bit of light on the horizon. My phone was at 1%. Beautiful. <laughs> it is pitch black dark to get back to my car. Love it. From where I was. Pitch black. And I was like, well, it's 1%. My flashlight on my phone doesn't work. So I was like, well, who cares? And so I just laid back in the sand. Uh, Saint licked my face. I just looked up and saw, I mean, the Milky Way was so present. It, uh, the it seemed like there were more stars in the sky than there was blackness. It that was it was that full, you know. And just laid there for a little bit, took it all in. I was like, I just want to see a shooting star, and then I'll leave. I saw a bunch of satellites. You know, you kind of see them just kind mm-hmm. of moving through. Um, but it got to a point where I it got so cold I could feel Saint shivering, and I'm like, all right, we got to go. So I'm not gonna see, I'm not gonna see a shooting star. That's that's fine. And we got to right before we get into the forest to head back to the car, to get on the path to head back to the car. And I turn around, I'm like, I'm going to take one more look. And then right there, right above me, quick shooting star. Nothing spectacular, not a huge one or anything like that, but just a quick little ding, you know. And I went, nice. Okay, cool. So I headed back to my car, drove home uh, the two hours and... Yeah, it was it was a beautiful Wednesday, and I, I felt that uh, you know the spirit of my dogs certainly gave me a, a beautiful day that's uh, on a very important day. So that's what made me happy this week. That's awesome. What about you guys, uh, inside and outside of sports, uh, James? I know your lions are just absurd, man. You, you know, I'm so jealous, dude. They are, but they are gotta, good. So good. Are <laughs> yeah, you might want to just keep dinging that because that just seems yeah. like every week. <laughs> yeah. Tied for the best record in the NFL. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because the Lions and... When the 49ers and Eagles lost, I was like... <laughs> You're so thrilled. Like, Go Jets. Could this be it. a no. year? And then also, like. we have to figure out a way. I <laughs> If they make it, we have to go... I need... I need we need, we to. need to find a way to get you there. Yes. To cover that. Yes. To be there for media day. To, uh, it's been I, since I mean, 1991. I just I, I know we're only a few weeks into the season, but it's still I get yeah. it. and I know this is overreaction, and that's fine. It's, it's a great overreaction the postseason over the post game show or whatever. Um, it wasn't actually the Lions post game; it was the national one um, on Fox. Chris Sims, who's you know one of their analysts, uh-huh. like declared the Lions a Super Bowl contender. Wow! You ever heard anyone say and that? I'm like, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was shocked that. That was for Jameson Williams' first game back since his suspension and caught a touchdown. Uh, he played the week before, but he just didn't do a whole lot. They oh. kind of had him on a, like a pitch count. Gotcha. Um, and then this week, yeah, he yeah he had that, that first bomb, that bomb like touchdown. Forty-five. Can we talk about that block yard. though? Bomb. That block that set up the touchdown for uh, oh, Sun God. Did you Some, see the highlight of that? No. It was the most oh, beautiful the, block they, I've ever seen in my life. They throw this pass kind of over the middle to Amon Ross St. Brown. He catches it. He needs, he catches it about five yards, and it's like third and ten. Uh, so so nice. instead of just going straight forward and getting tackled right away, he like cuts it over to the right. Reynolds. And he's kind of running, stretching the play out, sort of gets towards the you know, Sideline. being able to to cut up and everything like that. And then Craig Reynolds, the running back, who's playing because David Montgomery got hurt earlier in the game, just comes flying out of nowhere, like twenty yards back. 
and just levels the only guy who has a good <laughs> shot at getting Amon Ross St. Brown. Just destroys points. him. And then St. Same, same Brown like hurdles the last guy to, to not only get the first down, but get a touchdown and then put him up in that game. It was like... That was a beautiful pfft. block. You know, are that, you just drinking this in as a Lions fan? Just like I'm enjoying this. I know or, it's, it's or, weird. Or is there part it's of you weird. that has weird, such yes. PTSD from previous Lions seasons that you don't know how to enjoy it? Both. Okay. Yeah. You're confused. Absolutely both. You're yeah. confused. Yeah. I'm just like you're just uh, waiting yeah, for it to like like because it just seems like every time like oh we're good we're but good. I'm not when, so where's that in, one like, door? If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to be crushed or something like that either because the way they put this team together, it's it's not a one year. No, thing. it's just it's they've crazy. They've got a young core a player, of players that are locked up. You know, they've got a they've got their next quarterback sitting on the roster too. You know, for a couple years down the road. Um, if they decide to move on from Jared Goff, they've got Hendon Hooker sitting there, who's yeah. a guy who should have been a first-round pick this year, but they got him in the third because he was hurt. Yep. And so, I mean, they're they're building for the future too. So I. Dan Campbell <laughs> leading candidate for coach of the year right now, like One far and away, right? Thousand percent. I would At least think in my so. Book. I would think so. But I bet you Robert Sala is going to get some votes from, True. from some people. Yeah. But then being Last three week. and three, after losing Aaron Rodgers right off the bat, I think that's a little New York bias, but that's whatever. yeah, that's biased. fine. I got Motor City, yeah. Dan Campbell. But I think I think Sal is like the closest thing to Dan Campbell as far as like another rah rah players oh, yeah. coach. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. And Sala was somebody that the Lions interviewed too. Yeah. Yeah. When they hired Campbell. And yeah. I'm sorry, I feel like I, I threw this onto you as your happy endings. Do you have something else that made you happy this week? <laughs> I, I kind yeah, of forced just, you to talk about the Lions. No, we just had a. Uh, uh, over the weekend, didn't do a whole lot other than watch some football, and uh, we had a, a garage sale for a couple of days and set outside in 50 degree weather and was Beautiful. hoping I didn't get a cold and come in here and nice give a cold to like football players before the Patriot game that would be so bad. so that didn't happen so I was that's I good. was glad that's good that didn't happen that is good yeah uh well my it was fun despite the yeah abys- abysmal abysmal horrible offensive line presence Defensive line pressure. Well, I, I heard everything. The, I heard the Notre Dame defense was really good. Flying and Josh uh, TC Central's very own. Got to see a couple plays out of Josh uh, Burnham. 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 Nice. Got to see a couple plays off of him. It was it was odd because uh, when uh, Notre Dame got a PI call, I was texting James at the time, and he was like, "Yo, do you see Josh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I see him." I sent him a photo. I got it because I was sitting on Notre Dame sideline way up, so I took a zoom shot. I saw number 40. I'm like, oh, that's Josh. I was talking about my, my dad and my my best friend, Nicole. I was like, yeah, that guy played at TC Central last year. They covered him, like, a couple years ago. They're like, oh, that's so cool. And Notre Dame fans around me were just looking, like, as if they had no idea what I was talking about. But I was talking about their own player. Um, yeah, he got some players on special teams, made some plays on defense. But it was so... Over, the overall experience, I, I, I'd rather just talk about that because the game itself is horrendous. I don't even know if we're going to win another game after this because it was so horrendous. But Notre Dame... Sports fans overreactions. Got to love them. I love it. Monday Monday's overreactions. Um, but I don't know if any of you guys, if you ever get a chance to see a game in South Bend, a night game in South Bend, probably the best football atmosphere I've ever seen in my life. They are insane as Notre Dame fans are the crowd interactions are insane maybe it's because I'm so used to going to USC games I'm not seeing how other fan bases are 
a lot of shirtless dudes, a lot of shirtless people, even in it's 45 degree weather. Figured that's a Midwest thing, so I'm assuming I was never seen that before. It's a college football thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that before. Even my dad was speechless. He was like, it's so cold. And my sleeves are all rolled up. And for 55, I feel like a show off to my dad. <laughs> um, You're getting used to it. Yeah, I, that's what I told my dad. I was like, I'm getting used to it. Great atmosphere. Fourth quarter show was probably the best show I've ever seen. Um, some Oregon Duck fan, before I walked into the stadium, we tried to go into one of the uh, famous bars in the area. Couldn't really get up. Some Oregon Duck fan taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I'll buy you your drinks if you want me to, uh, if I can just go up. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? All he wanted to do was just change the channel to the Ducks game. I don't, I've never met the man. Never. I still, to this day, don't know his name. I just call him uh, Duck Guy, Oregon Duck Guy. Um, hands me his debit card randomly. Never met the man. Still don't know his name. He's like, here you go. This They're going to yell at me if I keep bugging him. And I look at my friend. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, buy the drinks. And some USC fans look at me. Like, did that guy just hand you his card? I'm like, never met the man in my life. I don't know who he is. He's sitting right over there. Bought me two Irish car bombs. Took it before I walked in. And that's why I got kind of warmed up a little bit. Cause yeah, so helped. we all know that wasn't his card, right? Like he definitely, <laughs> yeah, the, that guy I, definitely found that card and gave it to you. I, I, I don't know, yeah, the, but I the bought name the card. On that card was not his. Name. <laughs> I bought the card. I bought the drinks and just handed it back to him, and I had him sign the the receipt. I didn't even look. Didn't even care to know what his name was. I was just grateful he gave me his card. I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to buy a drink and not buy it. I was cool. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it and works. good choice on the car bomb too. <laughs> Honest, yes. Whenever, yeah. My whole thing was, if I'm gonna be in a school where it is an Irish Catholic school, I need to have a Guinness and I need to have an Irish car bomb. That's just how I roll. And wherever any Irish town that I'm in, school, city, whatever it is, those are the two necessities I must have. I got them both. It was a successful trip. All right. Well, uh, I think all of us had sounds like a pretty Long. good week. Yeah. And uh, with that, we will wrap up episode 261 of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you to all of our loyal and audible, uh, loyal audible viewers for sticking with us through what is going to be a uh, two and a half hour podcast. One of the longest <laughs> podcasts we've ever had, probably. Uh, thank you to Traverse City Central's Glenn Moore and Jackson Dobreff. Thank you to Traverse City West, Kyler Brunin and Parker Kirshner. Good luck to all four of them and everyone else uh, uh, Friday for the annual TC Patriot game. Uh, thank you to James and Jordan for another fantastic podcast. Uh, really enjoyed. I think uh, we're hitting our stride with these. It seems like we're, we're, we're doing pretty well. So uh, thank you to everyone. And with that, episode 261 of the Get Around podcast is in the books.